Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Chapter 9, verse 11. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. Uh, Chris, there's no... Oh, there is. All right. Sorry. Can you hear me? Give me strings, please. Ecclesiastes chapter 9, verse 11. And I want us to read it. We found it. He says, I returned and so under what that the race is not the race is not to the nor the battle yeah continue reading it okay let's read it again verse 11 Read. does not always win the race. Nor the strongest man, the battle. And that wise men are often poor. Do you know that? You know that? That wise men are often poor. It says, and skillful men are not necessarily famous. Then he says something striking. He says, but it is all by chance. It is all by chance. By happening to be at the right place at the right time. He is referring to the spirituality of life. It is logical to assume that a strong person will always win. It is logical to assume that a person who is fast will win in a race. It is logical to assume that being wise will equate or translate in being rich. 
and being skillful will translate in being famous. But the greatest and the wisest man to ever live says, all this happens by chance. That means the slowest. You, you, you know the story of the rabbit and the turtle? Who was fast? Who won? Why is that the reason? If you are a student of life, you would realize that there are things that happen in life that seem very unfair. That there are people who have what they don't deserve. And there are those who deserve what they don't have. And when you look, you begin to wonder, what is there to life? You know, there are people who have multiple degrees, but can't find a single job. And those with no qualifications sit at the helm of organizations. There are doctors with PhDs who are lying in hospital beds. Why is not their knowledge helping them? There are professors who are swimming in debt, going every morning to the lecture room, Exhausting knowledge, exhausting understanding of their faculty. But they go home to an empty fridge with envelopes full of bills that need to be paid. Why? It's because life is spiritual. That you are fast is not a guarantee that you will finish the race. Never mind win it. Finish. Usain Bolt, Usain Bolt is, is, is the fastest man in history. No man has ever run the 100 meter, the 200 meter, and the 400 meter. Okay, not 400, 200 meters fast as he. In his last race of his career, in the 100 meter, the, the race he was expected to win easily, he finished third. In the last relay, he did not finish. While he was running, his ankle tore and he could not finish. Yet he is on paper the fastest man to ever run. Goliath was physically more powerful, more strong than David. Physically. He was probably three, four times stronger and bigger than him. Yet who won? How do you explain that? How do you explain that? Well, what reasons do you give? All these phenomena that appear in life prove to us 
that there are reasons beyond what man knows and what man understands that results in the experience of our lives. And it is for those reasons where we deduce that life fundamentally is spiritual. It is very spiritual. Life. You know, if you've been following my ministry, you'd understand that there's one major message that I try to convey to God's people is to develop the eyes of God for seeing life. You know, the Bible says this, do not be wise in your own eyes. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Because there are things in this life that are beyond your control. The things in this life, no matter what you do, is beyond your control. I mean, when, when, you, when, you, when you take your CV, right? When you take your CV and apply for a post or apply for a job, there are probably a thousand more people, probably more qualified than you, with more, uh, uh, more personality than you, with more charisma than you, a thousand, a thousand more. So when you, you, you can't control who the HR people will choose or will shortlist. If you are shortlisted, he says it's by chance. That's how he defines it. He said it's by chance. It's by happening to be at the right place at the right time. So he says, in other translations, time and chance happens to everyone. So in every life, God has designed that there are seasons where you must be found at the right place, at the right times, for the right thing to happen to you. For instance, for instance, remember in, 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 in the Gospels, when Jesus asked them, he said, do you think that the building that fell on these folks that died, did it fall on them because they sinned? No. It was because they happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. So some of our lives are consequences of, of, of biological uh, 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 failure. Failure to be at the right place at the right time. It's chance. And he says it happens to everyone. So everyone in life will be given an opportunity to make it. They will be given an opportunity to, be, to, to win a race. They will be given an opportunity to what? To win a battle. They will be given an opportunity to become rich. They will be given an opportunity to become famous. Since everybody in life will be given that opportunity. The opportunity exists, but the chance is what defines it. Will you be at that right place, at that right time, when it happens. Yeah. 
life is spiritual. Have you realized that in life things don't happen when we want them to? We can want something with all our hearts, but <laughs> it will not happen. Who wants to be rich here? <laughs> I will not ask the other one. You, you, you get that? Who wants to be, you know, live in a place where they are financially, they don't have to think about money, they don't have to think about worry. Everybody. Now, does everybody have that? It's time. 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 And then you see some other folk, you, you think they're not deserving of what they have, and they have it all. Everything you want, they have it. And you look at them, how they live, how they conduct their lives. You, you, in your heart, you say, but they don't deserve this, but they have it. Remember the Bible says, he maketh his reign to fall on the just and on the unjust. The sun to rise upon the just. And <laughs> that's God. You would, you would think that the unjust would have no reign. And only the righteous would know there's our God. Everyone will be given an opportunity to shine. So there is a spirituality in life we must understand. Especially the spirituality that controls how life works. If you don't understand that, listen, you can start a business. You can start a job. You can work at a place. You can go get your degrees. And those things will be frustrating to you. They'll be a thorn to you. You know what? You know what? You know what? Life is spiritual. A person doesn't get a job because he's qualified. Like I said, like I said, everybody who qualifies for engineering cannot all work. There are not enough engineering companies in the world to hire everybody that qualifies for engineering. They are not. They are not. Do you understand? Yet, there are those who qualify, but they don't have. Why? Because you think I qualify, Mus. But then why don't you have it? So you don't, you, you don't have something because you qualify. For instance, at any given point in time, right, if there's a post that comes up, probably a hundred people who qualify apply for it. But they only choose one or two. What about the 98 who qualify but they don't get it? Do they not deserve it? Because they qualify. That's how life works. That's how, that's how everything in life works. Yet they, they, they should be able to get that job, but they don't get it. Why? That, see, the why, the why is the spiritual element of life. Yes. 
First Corinthians. First Corinthians. Chapter. chapter 2 let's read chapter 2 chapter 2 verse number 14 yeah battery what oh okay chapter 2 you there natural man, yeah? You see that? He does not. He does not receive it. Just like you say, a dog does not speak. It's not in its nature to speak. So it's impossible for the natural man to receive, accept the things of the Spirit of God. Because, why? For they are what? For they are what? He says the things of the Spirit of God are what? For instance, how can, how can a physical offering be instrumental to closing and opening windows? If you are a natural man, you are thinking about death. You're like, <laughs> what? Nah, you're trying to dupe me here. Right? Because it doesn't make sense. God said, try me in this thing and see if I will not. So the windows of heaven will close because they were robbing God. So he says, try me in this thing. In what? In tithes and offerings. And see if I will not open the windows. So the windows are open by his foolishness. Is what? He says the things of the Spirit of God are what? Think about it. Who, who is more intelligent? The Spirit of God is more intelligent, right? Yet the Bible says his things are foolishness. When you look at the things of the Spirit, they look foolish. Like, why must I come to church? I can, I can just be chilling at home, watching my, my, uh, yeah, my, my sermons online. Why, why, must I, why must I physically leave where I stay and journey into church? There's no reason, not, uh, logical reason that really can refute them. Because every national reason can support you wanting to Shield. 
No, I'm tired. No, I, I can't. God will understand. He says it's foolishness. Because that's how the things of the Spirit are. They are foolish. Foolish. Some, imagine something as simple as coming to church Come, can define your whole life. Coming down, and you're not doing anything. You're coming down, you're sitting down, you're standing up, you're going home. Chris, you know what it is? You know what it is? No, it's, it's yeah, take, take off, take off, uh, what do you call? Yes, that DS, I think. Take it off, sharp. Yeah, just leave it like that. Take it off, go into compressor. Yeah, go into it, yeah. There, the first one. Do the first one. Shut. Go close it. Perfect. Shut. Something as simple as that can define your whole life. And what, do you, what are you doing? You are coming. You are sitting. You are standing. When they say pray, you are praying. When they say lift up your hands, you lift up your hands and then you go home. That thing can define your whole life. Is that not foolishness? Is that not foolishness? Isn't chilling at home, lying on your bed, doing other things more sensible than that? Naturally, it is. Yet that thing can define your whole life. What is hard about praying? What is hard? Is there anything hard about praying? But why aren't there as many people praying as they should? It's because it sounds. So how does what I say gets up there, and then my life changes like that? I'm I'm just speaking into the air. Foolishness. He says they are what? But he doesn't say the things of the spirit are, are wisdom. He says, to the natural man, they are foolishness. They are what? They are what? Read them. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually? Okay, let's read chapter 1. I want to show you something. That God operates with foolishness. God uses foolishness. To debase the wisdom of this world and the wisdom of man. Fully, he uses foolish things. If, if, if you operate with God, this is what you should expect. Tell me, how what is in a rod that would part an entire sea? What is in a rod that would part an entire sea? Woo! Amen. Ah, Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hey, 
Amen. Chapter one. Praise the Lord. I think prove it up. Are we there? I said God operates with what is foolish to us. He operates with that. Remember, the things of the spirit are, are foolishness to the natural. So naturally, you cannot, you don't have the capacity to accept spiritual things. You don't have it naturally. You don't have it. You don't have the capacity to embrace spiritual things. Natural? Because they are too foolish. They are too simple. So it's almost like to the natural man, the spirit of God is stupid. He's simple-minded. That's what stupid means. It, that's, what, that's what the scripture is suggesting. That to the natural man, when he looks at the, at the operations of the spirit of God, no, it's fine, when he looks next, when he looks at the operations of the Spirit of God, all he sees is this thing is stupid. This spirit is a stupid spirit. Every single time. In your heart. Nah, 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 nah. And who put it or no? Your nah is the one. Nah. Kate. Nah. Nah. God is stupid to the natural man. You know what the Bible says? That God uses the foolishness of preaching to save. I'll read you now. now. Are the foolishness of preaching. Pre I mean, think about it. God, God saves people through the foolishness. Angels can't save men. Bona Cornelius. The angel was there. The angel could have said, boy, accept Jesus. Do you accept Jesus now? No angel will ever ask a man that. The angel had to take the apostles out of prison to preach the words of this life. He says, the foolishness of preaching. I'm, I, I'm, you know what I'm trying to show you this afternoon? Yeah? The, 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 the base from which faith operates. Faith is not intelligent to the natural man. Faith is stupid. <laughs> faith is the, the basis of faith naturally is, is demonstrated through foolishness. I will show you now. Ne? So let's read chapter 1. Let's read chapter 1. Verse number... 17. That's fine, boy. You can chill. We'll go 
back later. Amen. Thanks. Verse number 17, you there? For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach. Yeah? How? Aren't you not supposed to convince people to be saved? Yeah? And does not, does not that require wisdom? This is not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ. Wait, let's read that again. Read that. Let's, let's use simpler English. Uh, you have multiple translations. Do you have ESV? Do you have ESV? Who has ESV? NIV? Ah, no. You, you, you. So I, 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 go, I go persecute. Amen. Otherwise, you'd have to come with all your Bibles to church. Put one underneath. ESV. You got ESV? Who got ESV? Who got NIV? N NSV. ESV. You got it? Please read it. Oh, it's still the same. Okay, NIV. What oh, you got a different one? Yeah, please. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with words of eloquent wisdom. Not with words of what? You know there are preachers who try to. You know, didactically That will not save you. That a, that, a, that a man has gone to Bible school or read the entire Dixie, that will not save you. So he says, he says, yeah, read. Lest the cross be empty. Lest the cross of Christ be empty of its power. Do, do you, hear what, you hear what the Bible says? That the, the message of the cross is emptied when you try to use the wisdom of words to convey it. That means if you, if you try and transport the gospel through eloquence, he says you 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 emptied of its efficacy. NIV. What what's it got? Yeah yeah that's fine yeah yeah yeah. For Christ didn't send me to baptize but to preach the good news. Yeah. And not with clever speech. Not with clever speech. Who has message? Well, yeah, no, finish that one. Message is a crappy Bible, but I, I want something there. Yeah? No with clever speech. So if you try to be clever in preaching the gospel, he says, all that power will dissipate. Yeah? Yeah? For, for fear, okay, and not with clever speech, for fear that the cross of Christ would lose its power. Now you, now you can see why the cross has no power in many Christian circles. Because you are trying to use human words to convey spiritual reality. Message. Who has message? You got message? Give it to me, boy. God didn't send me out to collect a following for myself. Ood. Ood. Did the Bible say that? It's baptized. You're not like a following. 
Yeah. But to, to preach the message of what he has done, collecting a following for him, and he didn't send me to do it with a lot of fancy rhetoric of my own. He's right there. Yeah? Lest the powerful action at the center, Christ on the cross, be trivialized into mere words. So he says, he says the power of Jesus or the power of the cross of Jesus cannot retain its power if it is conveyed through fancy, eloquence, clever talk. It don't make sense because you would think that you you would need to employ as much resources vocabulary resources to convey Christ's power he says once you do that all the power of the cross goes out let's continue because here's the reason why because everybody because Oh, do you see that? Do you see that? He says, no amount of human wisdom can convince anybody to be saved. It's foolishness to those who are perishing. So, so the power of the cross will not be visible in that life or will not be visible or demonstrated through you because of what? The foolishness of the cross. Yeah, I must accept for Motuhuila and then I'll be saved. Right? It's foolishness. The foolishness, the cross, the message of the cross is foolishness, those who are perishing. But to us, yeah, it is. Wow. Wow. To us who are being saved, it is what? Continue. Wait, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise. So that means God does not operate on the frequency of the wisdom of this world. So that means God does not operate on qualification basis. He does not operate on skill basis. God. Here we are talking about God. We're not talking about Bill Gates and Microsoft. Jeff Bezos and Amazon. We're talking about God. We're not talking about Elon Musk and his skill. We're talking about God. God does not operate on the frequency of human wisdom. So, God does not use qualification base, skill base, strength base, swift base. So he says, he will destroy the what? So we are the subjects through whom or the resources through whom God is going to destroy the wisdom of this world. God said, I will what? I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Verse 20. Where is the wise and the scribe? Yeah? Where is 
Yeah. Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Yeah. For sages in the wisdom of God, the world's wisdom did not know God. You see, in, in, in God's wisdom, the world, oh, the world in its wisdom does not know God. It does not recognize God. The world does not give God the place due him. Maybe even some of you. Because of your wisdom. So, he says, listen, for since the, in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God, it what? How? It what? It what? It what? To do what? Through the foolishness of the message. So the foolishness of preaching saves those who believe. Were you there 2,000 years ago when Jesus died? How can you accept such a thing? How can you believe in such a thing? He says, it's only through what? Foolishness. That you really will be saved if you believe. Let's continue. They, they, they call us foolish. What we are doing, they're calling us foolish. Can, what, how could you leave your, your future to go into this thing? To serve God? What hope is there in serving God? They say it's foolishness. But those who are called, both Jews and Greek, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Then listen to this verse 25. Remember what it says. The things of the spirit are? So God operates on that frequency of foolishness. Yeah, read. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Yeah, wait. Read there. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men. The foolishness. The foolishness. The foolishness. The uh, uh, finish that thing. The stupidity of God. So to man, God has a stupid side. To man, to us, God has a stupid side. The, the cross is stupid. It's the stupidity of God. It's the foolishness of God. And he says... That foolishness is wiser than... That means the message of, of the cross is wiser than every single thing that has been produced by the wisdom of God. I mean, the wisdom of man. The cross. He says, to us who are believing, Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. But he says, Christ to us is what? The power and the wisdom. Wisdom of God to us. Continue. Not many 
I read that again. God has chosen. What did God do? To shame the wise. So, you see that the world as it is operates on a totally contrasted system to God's system. And the system of God is foolish, stupid, simple to those who are wise according to this world. Right? Okay? Follow that, no? Then he says, he has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mine. So in this world, that's how God works. God does not bring Goliath against a, a Goliath. If, if God is going to beat up Goliath, he's going to use David. If God is going to destroy Satan, he's going to use the weakest, Eve. He's not going to use Adam. Is going to use Eve. Because Eve is weaker. David is weaker. You see that? So he uses the things that are weak. If you are strong in life, God can use you. The prerequisite of the flow of God's grace, the flow of God's ability, the flow of God's sufficiency in your life is what? You must be the opposite of what is seen in the world. In the world, they tell you you need to be strong to win. God said you need to be weak to win. In the world, you are told you need to be skillful to win. If you're gonna win, if you're gonna win in corporate, you need to be skillful. You need to be. You need to accumulate knowledge. God says no, boy. I'm not gonna use you that way. The Bible says, the Bible says that Moses was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians. Yet God never used it. God never used an iota of the wisdom of the Egyptians that Moses had. The Bible tells us that Daniel and the three boys and, and amongst others... He says they were, they were being taught all, all the literature of the Chaldeans, all the wisdom and literature of the Chaldeans, yet God never used the one. With Daniel, God never used the one. With all the magicians, with all the wise men of Chaldea, who came out hidden strong above them all? Daniel. Did he know what they knew? Yes. Did God use it? No. He was going to die. What did he say? Give us time to go seek the mercies of God. None of what they knew of Chaldea was used to deliver them. So, it, it is true that it's not what you know that will deliver you. It's not how strong you are that will give you advantage. If you are going to operate with the grace of God, with the ability and favor of God, it needs to be the other way around. Wow. 
Look at Gideon. The Bible says he was the least of the least of the least. So his family was the least. Right? His family was the least in his city. And he in his family was the least. Yet God found him and he said, Oh, you men of valor. God called him a mighty man, a weak man. God called him a, a, a mighty man. When the angel met him, he said, man of valor. He said, mighty man. He was shocked. Well, me, mighty man. We are the poorest of the poor. I'm the least even in my house. And you are calling me a mighty man. Is, is the foolishness of? That's, that's, where, that's where faith operates. That's where faith operates. Let's read. He says, And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world, the things, yeah, which are? Think about it. God is using sin nature to destroy Satan. Was it not sin what Moses did? Yeah? Yet God, because you must remember, it comes from a personality. At our fallen state, we are worse of all men. We can kill anyone. Yet God used that thing that was in Moses to deliver a nation. Yet when Satan caused Adam to trip, he thought that God would not have. But God used the fallen state of man to destroy Satan. He says the base things and the things which are despised, God has. The things which are. The things which are. The things which are, which do not exist to bring to nothing the things that are. So God uses non-existent things to, look at it, to bring to nothing the things that exist. Is that not faith? Is that not faith? Can you see how God works? He works through you must be a fool in this world if God is going to have expression through you. Okay, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12 quickly. See, if you, if you reckon yourself wise, over, it's over with you. Because what, you, you, you can't be wise and God make you wise. You can't be strong and God make you stronger. No, God does not operate that way. Because you have to depend on one set of strong, on one set of wise, not two. So that means when you come to God, your wisdom must, yeah, I know this, but <laughs> this is it. Do you see that? That's what Peter had to do. Peter said, Peter was like, no, no, we, we've told all night. We've been busy here. All night we've been busy here. Then he says, nevertheless, just because you said so, I'll do it. Not because, not because this thing is reasonable.
But just because you said so, I'll do it. Did you see what Peter did? He had to put away what he knew, his wisdom, his knowledge, his understanding of the fishing business. And just accept what Jesus said. And when he accepted, the miracle showed forth. The things of the Spirit are? Huh? That's why in life, don't try and live life with your own strength. Don't, don't try. Don't try and, and, and force. In life, you don't need to do that. In life, you don't need to force yourself to victory. That's proof that God is not with you. Because if God is with you, you will not need to force. You, oh, okay. Let's read chapter 12. Ne? Chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Verse 8. Concerning? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Wow. What did God say? How how is his strength perfected? In strength. Yeah. In strength. It was strong one inch. It was strong. You, you are already you are already putting them you are already disqualifying them from from God showing his strength because the Bible says the Bible doesn't say be strong the Bible says be be strong in the the Bible says don't oh sorry why is he be strong why is he be strong you are you are you are destroying them that weakness is perfect is perfect opportunity for God. So that means, Mike, if you're going to experience glory in your life, where must, where must glory find you? Where must glory find you? Uh-uh. Where must glory find you? Where must glory find you? Okay, Romans chapter 8, quickly. If, 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 if you're going to experience glory in your life, where's the only place glory will find you? The Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter? Let's read Romans chapter 8, verse number... Eighteen. Romans 8, verse 80. 80. Oh, okay. Let's read verse 70. And if children then, and heirs of God, and join heirs with Christ, if indeed we, we will, that, read that, that, he says, if indeed we, we suffer with him, for why do we suffer with him? So what is the purpose of suffering? That we may also, be glorified together with for I consider that the present of this time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in so where will glory find you 
So if God wants to glorify you, where will he take you? Where will he take you? So you, you have to know how to function in that arena of suffering if you want to experience glory. Because glory will only find you where God has lived or led you. And where does God lead you if he's going to glorify you? Yeah? Don't be afraid now. Where? I ask a question again. If God intends to glorify you, where will he lead you to? What is the meeting point for your glorification? He says, the prophets, they foretold of the sufferings of and the glories that should what? Should follow. So glory follows what? Remember First Peter? He says, if you suffer for righteousness' sake, he says, then the spirit of glory is upon. This is how you can tell that you got the spirit of God on you. Okay, let's read it. Can, can we read it? Can, can we read it? So, the weakest places in your life are actually strategic locations. God wants you there. I repeat, God wants you. Let's read. Remember, the things of the Spirit are? So what I'm teaching you is some foolish bunch of crap. <laughs> That's what I'm teaching you now. Bunch of crap, a load of crap. Yes. In vernacular, masimba. In chela masimba, manch. Uruturbota masipa. No, no, no. I give my super fan to, to be glorified. I'm a suffer. I'm a A bunch of. You know, I was telling some folks that if people don't know me, they'll be so offended at me. Because I say things as they are. I take it from Jesus. Jesus, Jesus called Herod what? A fox. Fox. He called, he called the Pharisees what? Brood of what? Snakes. Bloody snakes. <laughs> so take it from there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And foolishness. That's what I'm telling you. But it's, it's the foolishness of God. And that is what saves man. Not the wisdom of man. Not to Tlagansa, no, three by three, six, okay. Okay, no. God, you wanted me here. Look, look what God does, right? God, uh, Elijah, goes into a depression mode. He sits under a tree, he sleeps. Starts complaining, kill me, all those things, right? He sleeps. 
An angel physically, literally appears and cooks him a meal. Because God told him to go to Horeb. God says, go to Horeb. Why couldn't God, or why didn't God tell him what he needed to tell him where he was? Why must a man make for a 40 day journey to hear one simple thing? It's over for him. It's over. And in between, God is soothing him by the angel, preparing meals for him. Just to hear it's over. Go anoint your replacement. Go anoint Jehu. It's over. Who? Uh, first Peter. First Peter, quickly. First Peter, I think it's chapter. I think it's chapter. Yeah, chapter 4. Chapter 4. Verse 12. Beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. See, they don't think this thing is strange. Eh? This fiery trial says which is to try you as though some strange thing has happened to you. Oh, what's happening to you is not strange. I get what, what kids, you know, something strange happened. <laughs> <laughs> You know, Pastor, you know, something strange happened to me last night, you know? <laughs> okay, let's hear it. Yeah, you know, I was sleeping and then a demon appeared. Is that strange? Strange means it's a phenomenon, it's one of a kind. Peter ends that debate. I don't think this thing. And, and it's a fiery trial. You, you, you see that? I don't think it's, it's a strange thing. It's a. You know fiery trials, we are shy in this thing. Have you ever been in that situation? Where we are shy, like you're burning. But it's not strange. He says, but rejoice to the... Wow. Rejoice to the... Yeah. Ah, stop. So... The, the, the trials you go through, like you want me to shock you? Yeah? The trials that you go through are actually partaking, fellowshipping in the sufferings of Christ. So that trial you are going through is not a strange thing. No, it is Christ suffering through you. Remember, the goal of Christ in all of us is to what? Is to be glorified. The Spirit has come into our lives to glorify Jesus. Now, how does the Spirit glorify Jesus? The only way the Spirit in us can partake in the glorification of Jesus is if the Spirit himself leads us into places of suffering. So, he says, he says, he says rejoice to the extent. So, that means... The suffering or the trial you are going through is a measure of the sufferings of Christ allocated to you. That's why the Bible says they rejoice that they were counted worthy to suffer for the name of Jesus Christ. Why did Paul seem to demonstrate a greater power than the other apostles? He says, but, he says by the grace of God, I did more than them. Why? He suffered more than them. 
So in the, in, 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 in the spirit, it looks like, it looks like the, the measure of glory is determined by the intensity or the measure of suffering. Remember, Paul says, I fill up in my bodies, what? The sufferings of Christ. How? So Christ is still suffering. How? Yes, Paul, Paul, why persecutest thou me? He did not say you are trying to persecute me. He said, why are you persecuted? So Jesus was persecuted. So when they were, when they were being uh, prisoned, beaten up, it was Jesus that was being beaten up. So when you are going through a trial, a fiery trial, it's not you. Is that Jesus has found you worthy to suffer. <laughs> it's an honor to suffer. Remember, Gelebosa Masipa. Just remember. Gelebosa Masipa. Just remember that. Remember, don't forget it. That when you go through. Some crap. Can we read it again? Beloved, do not think it is strange. Do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. It means it's coming. It's coming. Nobody escapes this level. Oh, no one. That's why it's dangerous to be a Christian. It's dangerous. To be a Christian is very dangerous because, see, once you become, you are engrafted. So now your body now becomes an instrument of Christ. It is Jesus now. So that means you have no control of what happens to you. It is decided for you. That's why it's dangerous to be a Christian. Because there are things that happen to you as a Christian that would have never happened if you are not a Christian. And they are happening because you have become members of his body. You're like, oh God, why am I suffering? He says, but rejoice to the extent that you what? You fellowship. You see that? It's kononia. You, you fellowship of the sufferings of Christ. So every, every one of us must fellowship of the sufferings of Christ. Because remember, we are called into his marvelous glory to become demonstrators of his glory. And you can't do that without having a share in the sufferings of Christ. So, where is prosperity going to find you? Uh-uh. Where? Try again. In, 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 in. Where does healing find you? <laughs> Has ever healing found you in healing? You're only healed because you're sick. It says by his stripes you were because you were 
So his, his healing power does not work when you are. He says, he, he says a, a physician <laughs> does, not, does not heal those who are well. <laughs> because they ask him, why do you always sit with sinners? <laughs> that the physician heal, is, 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 is it his business to heal those who are healed? Mm. So as long as, as long as God has placed you in a place and you try to come out of that thing, what are you doing? You are only number one, delaying. Number two, you are fighting against God. You are Paul. He says it is hard for you to kick against the goats and not be pricked. So you are, you, you are actually stabbing yourself in the foot. Ah, okay, we find out now. He says, Ashiv, Ashiv, Ashiv. But rejoice, verse 13. How? Yeah? So that is your extent. That is your? Listen to the purpose of all this. That when? That when? It says rejoice that you partake of his sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, yeah? you will also be glad and joy. Because he says when, he didn't, didn't say if, he said when. That means there is always the appointed time of what? The revelation of glory. You see that? You see that? Do you see that? Maybe we don't still see it. Let's go deeper now. Verse 14. I, I, I don't like that one. Just say, just use if you suffer. Yeah, wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. If you suffer. Yeah, if you suffer. If you suffer. If you If you If you if you, if you, wow, for who? Yeah? You are? You are? Paul was called to suffer for his name. So when they were beating him, they were not just beating him for him. It was for the name of Jesus. That means who were they beating? Says if if you are suffering, if that suffering is for Christ's name, he says you are blessed. Why are you blessed? Read it then. Oh, spirit of so glory localizes itself around what? So you can see it because you feel like he said genie. He says, no, you are actually enveloped by the spirit of glory. See, these are not sufferings you brought yourself into. I give a little to you. Mazenzela sufferings, I give a little to you. I'm not talking about Mazenzela sufferings here. I'm talking about Zienz Bagenze. These ones were packaged for you, you did nothing. But receive. 
You know there are those sufferings. Without notice, without oh no fail, oh put what did I do wrong? You are suffering. Is that that's a creation? You see that it was a fabricated suffering. It was made for you. I always am a little boss or how I'm the king. I'm the man. I'm the, that's why the Mazenzel are suffering. You can't expect glory there. That shame. You get me? You get me? You get me? But when you just go through a fiery a, 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 a trial, you don't know why. You don't understand why. You have no reason. There's no reason for why you are going through this thing. Just know you are blessed. <laughs> you are blessed. You are blessed. Remember, my, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. If his strength is made perfect in weakness, that means glory is made perfect in suffering. Light is made perfect in darkness. That's what he didn't say the light shines out of. The light shines in darkness. You see that? That means healing is made perfect in what? Sickness. Prosperity is made perfect in Do you see that? Do you, do, do you see how God works? He does not operate on the spectrum of human wisdom. That's not the, the, the spectrum from which he, op he operates on the spectrum of foolishness. Absolutely, right? Second Corinthians chapter 4. Second Corinthians. Chapter 4. That's why if you're not holding on to God in life, <laughs> you of all men are at risk. Because you are at the mercy of forces. You understand that? Listen, you can, you can lose everything in a day. Maybe you don't understand. You can lose every single thing you have. You can lose it in a moment. And without even making a choice for it. <laughs> okay, I'll read you this and then I'll show you something. Okay? Let's read uh, verse, chapter 4, uh, from verse 3 into verse 6. Now, now, verse 6, okay? Yeah? For it is who? Yeah? Hey, yeah. Wait. You have to think. He commanded to Because that supposes that light was in darkness. So, there is light in darkness. 
Do you get that? Have you ever seen light in darkness? When it's dark, it's daylight. But God found light in darkness. He commanded the light. The light he commanded to shine. Where did he command it to shine from? Can I show you something? Hold it. Go to Matthew chapter Matthew chapter 16. All right? I mean, chapter 5, sorry. Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5. Verse 16. You there? Read it, please. Well, let your... Let your... So you have light. Do you have light? All right. Go to chapter 4, verse 16. 4, verse 16. Say Matthew. Yeah? The people who... Sat in... They've seen... So, where is the best, best place in life to see light? Where? Now, can you understand how God operates? Can you understand how God operates? Yeah? Can you see it? Be because it's, it's a load of crap to the foolish man, to the natural man. It's a load of... The Bible talks about crap. Okay. <laughs> Philippians. <laughs> Philippians chapter 3. Alright. Philippians chapter 3. Now I just want to show you this. Philippians chapter, let's read. Are you there, Mike? Yeah? Okay. Read verse number. Read verse number Wow, Paul, he lost, he lost, question, here's a question I want to ask, was Paul married? Was he never married? Yeah? Was he married? No. 
Was Paul ever married? Now remember, Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. So he, he held one of the highest positions in the sect. Right? And it was customary for those men to be Do you think Paul was never married? Yeah? I'll leave that question for you. I know the answer. I'll leave that question for you. This guy said, I've suffered the loss of all. He lost everything. He lost? For who? Now, li li listen to what he says. And count them as? <coughs> count them as? See, Mike, I want you to Press there. What's there? Sky ballon. Yeah? What is sky ballon? Yeah, down. Refuse, right? Excrement. What is excrement? What is excrement? Okay. Cow down. When we say cow down, what are we referring to? Wait. When we say cow down, what are we referring to? Ingi? Okay, what is refuse? Excrement? What is excrement? Okay, Google. Sky ballon. Paul, are all the things I've lost I count as ma, ama? Where do we get it? In the? Where do we get it? You see that? So, so you can see that there seems to be a contrast to how God operates and how this world works. So God does not operate the way the world works. He, he has... He seems to have his own way of working that seems to put to shame the world's way of operation. Now, faith is an operation of God, correct? Faith comes from? So, faith will not work on this world in the same way that the natural man would assume. Let me give you an example. Right? Let me give you an example. Close your eyes. Open your eyes. When, when, when I said close your eyes, you closed your eyes. When I said open your eyes, you open your eyes. Now, here's a question I want to pose to you. Did I make him close his eyes? If I had not told him to close his eyes, would his eyes close? So did I make him close his eyes? Okay, I said, did I make him close his eyes? You said no. But if I had not said, said to him, close your eyes, would he have closed his eyes? So did I make him close his eyes? And did he close his eyes? Did he? 
Did I make it? Did he close his eyes? Did I make him? Here's a question. Did he close his eyes? Did I make him? But did I make him? Did I make him? I didn't make him. He closed it. But if I had not said anything, would he have closed it? Yeah? He would not have closed it if I had not said close your eyes, right? So he closed his eyes because I said close your eyes and he closed it. But does that mean I made him? Alright, let's, let's, let's not use the word make. Did I cause him? Did I cause him? Did I cause him? Did I make him close his eyes? He closed his eyes because I said, close your eyes. Did I make him? Did I cause him? He closed his eyes. That's called faith. The point at which he acted when I said close is called faith. That's why faith does not operate without the word. Had I not said it, he would not have closed it. So the action only came because of what was spoken. That is faith. So when he closed it, that means he agreed with what I said. And therefore the result was what? Eyes were closed. So when God says to him, this is no different than when God says prosper. Did, did he ask himself to close his eyes? Did he? He just closed. That's faith. He just... So, when I said close your eyes, you said he made a... A choice. He willed it. So, what faith does for you is that it gives you the will of God. For your life. So when God say walk. And you walk. That means you willed it. But you willed it on account of what God said to you. You see how simple it is? That's faith. So when God say prosper. What do you do? How? How? It's not. How then do you prosper when God said prosper? Okay. Okay. Um, Acts chapter 8. The foolishness of faith. The foolishness of faith. Acts chapter 8. You get it, Mike? It's dawning. Something is switching. Yeah? You see, because you know what happens with most of us? The reason why we can't operate faith is because we try. 
If you try, you're not in faith. You don't try to walk, you walk. Except, let me show you something. Hallelujah. Read verse number 26. Verse 26 again. Then read, read, read verse 27. So he. So wait. So he. He. And. What did the angel say? Arise. And. And so he did what? So. So if, if, if they said to you, uh, interpret that verse again, what would you say? If, 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 you, if, if you were to interpret that, those two passages of scripture, what, do you do, what would you say? Mm -mm. What would you say? Think about it. Uh-uh. Yeah, but what put the terminology there? By, by, by faith, Philip arose and walked. Remember, he says, by faith, by Philip did what? And when he was told to arise, you see that? You see that? Read verse 29. Then the Spirit said, So Philip, so Philip ran by faith. Because he did not go there by his own will. You see that? You see, he did, he did not go there by his own will. So it is faith. You get that? So, God, remember he said in 1 John chapter 5, if we ask anything according to his, we know that he, if we ask anything according to his, what is his will, it is what he, so if the spirit say, go near and join this chariot, that, that means it, it was the spirit's will for Philip to do what? And when Philip did it, it was called because he acted in agreement to the will of the Spirit. Okay. Acts chapter 9, verse 34. That is faith. There's nothing complicated about faith. I'll show you now, now. Ne?
chapter 9, verse 34. Okay, listen to 33 and 34. Are we there? Let's read. Who had been? And? So, he found him. He? Bedridden. For? And paralyzed. So the guy was paralyzed. He was? Let's read. 34. Peter? Said? Yeah? This man was bedridden for eight years. Eight. Years. eight. A guy just comes and says, Jesus Christ heals you. Arise. Take your bed. And what does he do? He, he, how? We thought he was paralyzed. We thought this guy was paralyzed. Was he not paralyzed? Oh. So how now could he arise perfectly? How now could he arise immediately? As though he was... Mike, stand up. Stand up. This is how Anias stood up. He was... Sit down and stand up. Sit down and stand up. No, like uh, on your chair, on your chair. Stand up. Can a layman, a paralyzed man for eight years do that? Well, not even if you can go to be bedridden for a month, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't arise like that. So why did he all of a sudden get the strength? How did life return? Now, this thing happened immediately. But in that immediate, you must consider something. The returning of the sensation. You must consider that. The return of strength. The, the muscle memory to stand again. To walk again. This man did it in a second. What was it? What was it? What was it? Because he was not acting on his own words. But he was acting on the words of another. At the arise. arise. He heals you. Arise. And he arose. No questions. Now on the other hand, you got the guy in John chapter 5, right? Sit down, thanks. You got the guy in, in, in John chapter Jesus comes there and he says, do you want to be made well? And he starts telling stories, right? And then the Bible says, Jesus said, 38 years in that condition. Then Jesus says to him, get up, take up your bed and walk. And what does the man do? Does the man struggle to stand up? What does he do? And takes his bed and walks. But we thought this guy was... In that condition for 38 years. What is going on here? The foolishness of. The foolishness of. The foolishness of. No, foolishness of faith. The foolishness of. How did he do it? That alone puts to shame years of doctor research. Doctors. <laughs> development of machinery. It puts to shame. It, it destroys it. 
That's why even the Pharisees were like, they call his parents. Is it really true? Was, was this guy in this condition for? <laughs> that is what? That is what? The foolishness of? Can I show you something else now? Yeah? Let's read Acts. <laughs> Acts. Acts chapter number 14, uh, verse number 9. Acts chapter 14, verse 9. Are we there? Let's just read, please. Okay, let's read verse 8. Let's, let's look at the man, the, his condition. So, so if I say to Mike, Mike, stand up. And Mike does not stand up. What do we call that? This. 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 Which is translated as what? An. So, was it a question of ability? Was it a question of ability? It was a question of what? So, faith is living on the strength of God. The strength of his word. So, when that guy stood up, he was not standing up in his own strength. No. He was not standing up in his own faith. It was the faith from the word of Jesus. You get that? So if I, if I say close your eyes and he closes his eyes, I say open your eyes, open your eyes. He was caused to do that. Because on his own he did not think that. That means faith does not operate here. You see that? Because the words did not come from in him. They came from outside. Let's look at this guy. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting. He, he had no the man had no a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. So we showed you three cases, right? The eight years case, the 38 year case, and this one from birth. A cripple. Now you would think that, remember, to deal with people in this condition, right? Medically, it's, it's a lot of resources. A lot of hospital resources, medication, equipment, are in uh, research and development, right? A lot of, a lot of knowledge that's put into this. But are there still people who are lame today? Are they? Who, which medical profession can help? Right? Yeah. So in the medical profession, it is a hard thing. So we looked at the first one. Was it difficult for him to stand up? The second one, was it difficult? Let's look at the third one. And in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. This man heard Paul. This man had Paul. 
This man had Paul speaking. Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed. Notice he had the faith but he was still crippled. He had the faith to be healed but he did, did not change his condition. He still remained without strength. So you can have faith and still remain in that condition. Mm, wow. So sometimes you are not in, in that condition. You don't remain in that condition because of a lack of faith. You remain in that condition because of one thing. I will show, you, I will show it to you. Right? <coughs> Verse 7. Said what? what? Said what? what? So it was authoritative. Said what? 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 Stand up to say on feet. Imagine from birth, Mike. From birth, the boy is crippled. So obviously his his you know his limbs and uh, uh, torsos they are all. Paul says, stand up on your feet. This guy's never walked, Paul. Nobody's taught him to walk. And you are telling him to stand. So in what, what Paul was saying to him, there was also the education of, to, uh, of walking. That alone, that instruction educated his limbs. How to walk. His, his limbs, which had never walked before, began to walk. That means, that means at that time, at that specific time, there was a download in his, in his synapses, in his brain synapses, that told the nervous system to start operating as it should. Did Paul do anything? Did Paul run a scan? Did Paul put him under MRI? Did Paul inject anything? He said, with a loud voice, do what? Stand up! Straight on your feet! Stand up. And he what? He leaped and walked. That was faith. So at that point, the man did not consider the condition of his bed. Why? He already had the faith. So he was waiting for what? For the causative element. So when God said, prosper, what do you do? Look at the man. He leaped. He did what? He lived. If, if, let's just say the Holy Ghost said to you, Nana, daughter, go to the bank and ask for four billion. Go to the bank and ask for four billion. What would you do? You wouldn't do that. <laughs> let's be honest. No, you're only saying that now because we read these scriptures. But if, if, if we let this message tone down four days later and we ask that same question, you, you, you wouldn't go. First of all, four, when, how's the bank going to give me four billion? Four, how? John? Four billion? I'm even owing. I'm asked for four billion. Yet God said to the women of Israel, go borrow gold. Go borrow gold. I mean, these neighbors were ostracizing them, brother. 
For all these years, they were their slaves. They would tell that, well, hey, clean here, clean here, do this, clean here, take care. So this is what these women would do. They, they were probably their servants. Probably women, servants in Makishi. And God said, go borrow jewelry from them. Tell them, uh, please, I borrow your jewelry, I borrow your gold, I borrow the treasure, your reserves, I borrow, please. God said, they must go borrow. They, they didn't come out of Egypt because Egypt just gave them. No, they went to request. They went to? So they went to a, a household of the Egyptians. They said, no, please, empty your, empty your household. Now, would you do that? These guys, ke bas, ke madam. You've been working for them for God knows how long. And then all of a sudden, we feel bas, madam, me alles vat yet. Yet God said, do that. They did it. What was it called? The foolishness of. Because naturally, that thing is what? Stupid. Ama? Rubbish. That's what God, God was telling them, rubbish. To the natural man, rubbish. Now I ask, medically, is it a hard thing to deal with this condition? Is it? Was it a hard thing for Paul to deal with it? Let's count the words he spoke. Let's count the words he spoke. One, stand up. So that's one, straight, two, on your feet, three. Three words he spoke to him. Three, and it dealt with the condition of his birth. The condition of his, the condition of his, it dealt with the condition of his birth. Three words. Stand up straight on your feet. And he leaped. He? He? You know what, he, what leaps means, right? What does it mean? He jumped, yet he never walked. So, so logically, is that possible? Naturally, is that possible? Well, you can just, oh, jump in the fees, yo. And you're walking. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible, but it is. It's not possible, but it is. Because anything, anything, I just showed you an impossibility. But anything is possible to him who So what is the change factor of a state and experience in life? Is one thing. It is acting on the will of the world. So if God says you will prosper, that means it's God's will. Then you must, if God says suffer, it's God's will. 
Whatever God's will is, you act on it. If, if you act on it, there, is, there will be no fail of results. Because you can have power and have it not work for you. Ask the disciples. They were given power, but they could not do anything with it. Because they lacked the necessary ingredient. Faith. Faith. Can I show you one, one last thing and then, and, and then, and then uh, we hit the ground? Let's read uh, chapter, Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. <laughs> Amen. Uh, let's read verse number 32. 32. He said, And what more sh shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, also of David and Samuel and the prophets. Verse 33. Read that very slowly. Who through faith Ah, ah, ah. Uh, uh, who, who through faith did what? Who through? Now, I ask again that it was medically impossible for those conditions to be healed naturally. The way they were healed. Naturally, can you subdue a kingdom? Can you bring a kingdom under your will? Natural. Can you bring a kingdom under your will? Can you bring the banking kingdom under your will? Yeah, you know? Can you bring it? Naturally. Can you bring uh, uh, the finance, the forex uh, 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 institution under your will? Can you, can you bring the finance kingdom under your will? Can you bring all these gambling kingdoms under your will? Can you bring the mammon kingdom under you? Naturally. Can you do it? Can you make it? Can, can, you, can, you tell, can you tell a lot of people what numbers to present that day? Can you do that? Can you tell all these betting sites which team must win? Can you tell the platform, the trading platforms, the, 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 the stock exchanges, what direction to move? Naturally. Can you subdue kingdoms? He says, but time fails. You know what he's telling you? He's, he's actually telling you to go do the research. He said, he said, who? He says, these guys, who through? Who what? Through what? Who through? Who through? I remember when I, I, couldn't even, I couldn't even bring in 3,000 into my account. I went to the bank. I remember that morning. I went to the bank. I said, please, please give me the highest tier of your check account. The lady, okay, said, sit down. You know how they are, right? And then he said, your name, please, Bimnis. ID number. I gave her my ID number. And then she looked at the screen. She looked at me, and she's like, oh, well, sir, 
the system does not allow you to choose the best TA because of your salary categorization. I said, yeah, I understand that, but I'm, I came here because from, from this month, uh, money that, that, you know, that agrees with that TA will be coming in. Uh, she said, yeah, but uh, all I see that has been coming in for the last three months is such an amount. I said, I understand. I just told you that from now on, things are changing. <laughs> she said, well, sir, we are not allowed to do that. I said, yes. I, oh, then she said to me, oh, you can come back after things have changed. I said, no. The reason why I came now is because things have changed. So uh, I need this tea. She said, but do you understand the fees will be very much? I said, sister, that's why I came here. Please. She said, no, but the system young honey or me really so. I don't know. Do it. I bet I show me a hair in in Zimola. Arabuto wants this tea. Mara, his salary uh, bracket him allow. Carno, sister, give it this sister or no. Since one did do the change sheet, what was an achelete so? Because from next month, things will be changed. Well, did I know things will be changed? I know I did. Otherwise, I would not have went there. In my mind, I knew there was a shift. My levels have changed. I knew it. I knew that no, 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 no. Levels. So that lady who came, I don't know, just get a more assist. Yeah, Arobat la no platinum. Arosha get a yes, you see. Arobat you wanna the cost, get it's fine. She did it. Arno karata how but of phonela or but we deliver no phonela and get a lot. Three days later, I had a black car. With zero zero in return. <laughs> but I had it. I had it. And now I changed my environment. I subdued my environment. Every time I take it out, everybody that looks at that will be classifying me there. So now it's not a matter, it's not a matter of whether or not there is no that thing. That thing ties you to a certain... So it's an environment that's created around you. So when they take they look, oh, okay. Even if there's 30 bucks in there. Oh, it's a black card. It's a black card. And then something amazing happened. On that month, the, the, the minimum amount necessary for you to qualify for that entered my account. Three months later, 
the maximum was entering in every month. Why? I read that thing. Who through faith subdued kingdoms. So it had nothing with what I had. No, but with what? My, the capabilities of my belief. Why? It's the subjugation of your environment. Like I asked you, naturally you can't subdue all those things. But he says these guys did. <laughs> these guys made kings pay tribute to them. The Bible says nations, nations that did not know David would pay tax to David. They paid tithes to David. They paid tribute to David. He had subdued all the kingdoms around him. What school did David attend? Did he attend the Harvard of his time? <laughs> yeah? Was he in the creme de la creme circles of his time? The upper echelons of society. Was he there? Where was the boy? In the mountains. His father didn't even like him. His brothers didn't even like him. Yet the man, 40 years later, he was enthroned. He was the king of kings. He had subdued kingdoms. You read about Jephthah. You read about Samson. He had subdued faith. No educational background, societal background. Faith. Faith. That means by faith. You know what you can do by faith? You know, I, 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 I listened to a man of God years ago, years ago, a prophet in Zimbabwe, years ago, he was preaching to his people. And then he said, you know why you are here? He said, no. He said, you are here because I called you. The whole auditorium went, <gasps> he said, yeah, you are here because I called you. He said, this morning, I went through every row and I placed you where you are sitting. And, and nobody here is sitting by accident. Where you are sitting is where you were placed. He said, yes, every meeting, he says, I organize it first in the spirit. No one who's supposed to be here is here. That thing bothered me. And then I heard another one. Another man of God said, before every crusade, I've been there. Said, if we say a crusade is on March the 16th, said, I never announce a crusade that I've not preached in. I never announce a crusade that I've not yet ministered in. Said, when we announce a crusade, it's because I've already been there, I have done what needs to be done. I said, my God, what, the, what level of life is this? I, I heard them say that. I said, what, what, what level? I was still in school back then. What, le what level of life is this? 2010, I heard it. And then you say, you know, you know what I did? You know what I did? I said, let me see this thing. I looked for all the scriptures that agreed with what they said. I found one and it was enough for me. You know what it was? He determines the ending from the beginning. So God, 
God must end something before it begins. I said, okay, I'm writing an exam tomorrow. I'm not going to study. What I'm going to do, I'm going to go through all this textbook and I'm going to find the questions I want to be in it. I wrote them down, I wrote them down. I went, I went into tanks for about an hour, 15 minutes. I slept, didn't study, went into the exam room. I went, sat down. I said, he's going to, I don't know what question paper others are receiving, but the one I'm going to receive is the one I wrote. <laughs> I sat down, the invigilator gave me the, the question paper. 85% of those questions I asked in the way, the order they were asked, it was in that question paper. I got 96% on that question paper. Why? I heard that, no, this thing is possible. Think, think, about, it. think, about, think about the implications. That means, man, you can wake up, you can wake up and, 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 and go into, uh, what do they call, South African lottery website and say, no, today, this is what you must take out for me. He says, you sub says, no, you must take out eight, you must take out 19. You write it down, take it out, and you go into tongues. And you know what you do when you go into tongues? You do, you do what Jacob did. What did Jacob do? He taught the sheep to visualize. He taught the sheep to visualize, to visualize themselves spotted. What did God do? What did God do to, to, uh, to Abraham? He taught him visual, visualization. He says, look at the stars. Instead of seeing stars, he got to a point where he started seeing offspring, literal human beings, visualization. Visualize. You begin to visualize. What are you doing? You are determining the end from the beginning. Or maybe you're in the trade markets. You didn't know this company will go down. <laughs> you are subduing kingdoms. That's what it means to subdue kingdoms. It means to bring them under your wheel. To bring them under. And I asked a question. Naturally, is it impossible to do that? Spiritually, faith-wise, uh, it is, is it impossible? Faith-wise, is it impossible? Are you crazy? How then could they subdue kingdoms if faith-wise it was not possible? How? If you say faith-wise it was impossible, then which way is possible? Which way is possible? Not so cool. I read your Bible. I just read you. What? what, what? mental frequency are you operating at? Read there. By faith they did what? Yeah. By what? The Bible never said by the spirit. Say by faith. That means there were, th there were things they did. There were things they... Read what they did. Verse 34. They quenched the violence of fire. Escaped the edge of a sword. Out of weakness were made strong. Became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. These guys fought with aliens. Alien, foreigners. 
And you, you eyes were like, what? <laughs> Aliens. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you the, 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 I'll tell you the, the reason behind that communication one day. It says they fought, they turned to flight. Aliens fled. What is that? Faith. Look, look, look how, do you, how you're looking at me now. Look at how you're looking at people like people who have no faith. It's because you have no faith. I, I, look at those three situations. Were they, could you get a result out of that naturally? But was there a result? Where myself natural? Will you? Can you be a millionaire? Natural. I don't. I don't analyze it. Natural. Asupeg. Natural. How do you it? Are you millionaire with natural? Yeah. I, are you? Is there a way, a natural way, of you ever having a million? in your account, a million to your name. Is they natural? Asupeg, asuk analyze. A billion. A, a billion, naturally, Chris. Nana, a billion. We are getting up to those. That's Mutsipe level. When we are getting up. Look at what Mutsipe has built. Look. Look at what all these white lilies have built. Billions. They're in the billions. When? Is there a natural way? Show me how, how many branches, businesses have shown me. But is, is there a way where you could become that? It's not a natural way. So that means... You, 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 if, if, if you're going to have or become that millionaire, that billionaire, you must forego every natural thinking. Because naturally you will never, even if you can work all your life, you will never. Right? So that means what do you do? You put aside all natural thinkings, processes of you attaining that thing. And you employ what? So when God says, I will make you a millionaire, is he talking about naturally? That means the way he's going to make you will be a phenomenon. It will shock even the what? The wisdom of man. But it is way through the foolishness of faith. But I just told you now that you can go onto a website and tell no kebata this kebata this kebata this kebata this what is that now nah, pass it's impossible it's impossible well that's why you ain't nowhere near that reality That's why you're nowhere near that reality. The 12 spies were like, the land is the land. But one or more, we are in agreement. The land is the land, the grapes, you know, we're like, 
like in, in that aspect we agree but we listen to us Moses L- listen to us please we were there you were not there listen to us we are not able we are listen I don't care what God said about this possession thing I don't care we are not able we are not I, I, but my man, most, most, we, we know you're a general. You've sp- splitted Red Sea. We know you are a general of God. But on this one, trust us. And you can see we are all in agreement. Trust us here. On this one, tr- we are not able to go in and possess the land. We are not able. Listen, Moses. Listen. The palm of one guy's head. <laughs> The palm, just the palm of one. The man and our sabo. What Paulo should be? You see how short you are, Moses. The palm of and our my boy. And you see, you old now. You in your old age. Just trust us. We were like grasshoppers before then, and they were right. All they were saying was true. But there was one element where they missed it. Where then, when when they said we are not able. Because that, that, that disagreed entirely with what God said. Everything else, we were like grasshoppers, it's true. They were like grasshoppers. So when they saw themselves, <laughs> ah, and then there were two. I don't know, we are well able. What was the difference? They all saw the same thing. They all heard the same thing. But only two came out with different outcomes. Just because they had a different spirit. What spirit you have. That will determine whether or not you, you cash in. That, that will determine whether or not you cash in. I believe I can, I can receive money into my account sleeping. I believe it. I believe it because I heard one news reporter say, uh, Bill Gates receives 7 million every time he's sleeping. In the hours that he's sleeping, he's making over 7 million an hour. I said, okay. That's possible. Yeah, but he has built. Yeah, get a high too. <laughs> the fact that the fact that it happens means there's a possibility that exists without a man needing to lift a finger. Oh, I believe. Oh, that's the case. Okay. I receive money in my sleep. Remember, all where we read operated on one principle. He said. I believe I received money in my sleep. That's it. I, be, I, received, I received money in my sleep. He says, who through? Close your eyes now. Open them. Faith. Faith is not as complicated and hard as you think. Faith is foolish. Faith is foolishness. That's what faith is. It, it is foolish. It is foolish that Jesus would sleep. Would sleep in the turbulence of the sea. He'd sleep. It's foolishness. It's foolishness that Jesus would talk to the ocean. It's foolishness. But it's the foolishness of faith. These are the things of the spirit. 
See, because many, many people try to execute spiritual things using natural wisdom. That's why you keep failing. And that's why you keep wondering, Lord. No, you are guessing. God is not in the guessing game. God is in the faith game. Faith game. That's where God is. Not in guessing game. Faith game. Where your resolutions align totally with what God wills for you. And you accept or receive nothing else except that thing. Where you get to where you are supposed to be and you are told no and you say, no, I can't receive a no. Like the Syrophoenician woman. Jesus answered another word. The disciples told Jesus to let her go and Jesus said, Jesus told us some strong words. It is not meat for me to give dog. You see where I read these dog things? That's what Jesus said. He said the woman is a dog. So it's not right for me to give the children's bread to dogs. Jesus. A poor woman. Dog. You know what the woman said? She said, yeah, Lord, you are right. I don't know, but even dogs eat the... I feel God is looking for those kind of people who say, oh, take no for an answer. I mean, that is enough. That is enough to offend a person. That is enough to make a person, you call me a dog. Me, I'm a dog. You think I'm a dog. So when I'm a dog, I'm a dog. No, you know the woman said? Yes, Lord. Even dog. Like, like she, she had a reply for Jesus. Said even dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You know what Jesus said? He says, Woman. You are shocked. He said, Woman. He says, Thy faith is great. So, what is great faith? According to Jesus, is faith that is unwilling to what? To live without a no. That means you can stay there on the charts. You can stay there on the charts. Today, when I get off this chair, I must have made $5,000. Remember, it is faith. It is the words of faith that brings the intelligence to make it happen. It was Peter's, John's three, I mean Paul's three words that taught the man to walk. That connected the synapses to the nerves and corrected the man's bone structure. Three, three words. He didn't learn that. He didn't go through physiotherapy. No, the physiotherapy was in what Paul said. I told you, but it is what saves. The foolishness of preaching is what delivers. That means you, faith is determinative. Do you understand that? It is determinative. It does not decommy, it takes. Decommy is to accept, is to receive. Faith doesn't do that. Faith, faith grabs, faith catches. That's faith. 
says, woman, great is thy faith. Let it be done according to your faith. That demon is gone from thy daughter. See that? So the first question you ask after God said, I'll make you a millionaire, you say, you, 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 don't say, you don't say, how, Lord? You say, by what way? All he tell you, just sit, take, go buy a pen and a paper and start writing. That's it. It is, says, is no natural. How do you explain? I can see, mama. With speed. Hallelujah. Let's say on our feet. foolishness of lift up your hands put down your hands that's faith that is faith I've been living like that for four years straight now no you know what God said when he said when, when he made me a millionaire you know what he said? He said, take this, put it away. Live by faith. To my name, I have a six, seven figure net worth. To my name. In life, I live by faith. You know what I do at the beginning of each month? I do it at random places. Not, I don't do it where I pray. At random places. Like now, probably maybe tomorrow or Tuesday morning. I did I do it when I'm lying down, maybe watching TV or maybe at the gym. I say, Father, I thank you. You give me my daily bread. This man's daily bread is 50,000. Angels, do your thing. Thank you, Jesus. Is that? I walk away. That's all I live. That's how I live. How that thing is going to come is not my business. It's not my business. It's not my business. I don't, I, I, and I don't sit down and calculate, okay, no, it's not my business. How, how many years now? You, it's four years. Every single month. That's, that's four years times 12. That's how, how much? Months without faith, you can't say that's chance. No, it's a system. Jesus, uh, Jesus said, Anything is possible. Do you understand that, my boy? Any, any, anything is possible. That means you, you, you can have you can have three customers and make the equivalent of somebody who has 3,000 customers. Anything is possible. That, that somebody has more customers than you does not mean that they have to make more revenue than you. No, anything is possible. You can make your revenue from three customers. 
anything is when a person makes a car and he says this car is 25 million what are they thinking how many people have been complaining that apple's phones are expensive how many the whole world Yet, who has the large market share of the phone market? Well, is it not expensive? But why do people still go, go back? It's called what? It's called? The foolishness. Not faith. The foolishness of... But I just stand and I just say, Oh God... My daily bread is this much. You know how? how you know in tw- 2017, how much I used to uh, play. I don't pray. I, God told me a long time ago, never pray about money. I don't pray about money. I don't ask God to help me about money. Money, I don't ask. There's no money in heaven. Money is here. That means it is your faith that says, "He that believes overcomes the world." So money is in the world. So, in order for money to leave the world and come to you, what does it require? It requires the subjugation of faith. So, it tells you that money, money responds to faith. That's why God said you can even buy from him without money if you have faith. Because the fact that you have come means that you have faith to receive something without paying for it, which is called faith. Because faith overcomes this world. So if I'm going to do anything in this world that is strange or estranged or alien to this world, I need one element, one thing only. It's called faith. And that's what, that's what money, the spirit of money understands. It understands the language of faith. So money respects a man with faith. So poor people are poor because they don't have faith. Well, have you ever asked God for things that they have not come many times? But I knew why. I did not have faith. Because if I ever ask God and it does not happen, it's not because God did not give me, it's because I did not have the capacity, the faith to receive it. So the problem is never with God, but with me. You know what I used to do? I used to be angry. And then I, I <laughs> you, know, you, you know when the Spirit of God speaks to you, He uses Bible terminology. Why is your countenance falling? <laughs> if you do not write, will you not be accepted? And that settled the story for me. And I, I knew it. Oh, I was telling you. In 2017, I was praying. I said, Lord, I need, I need money, Jesus. Jesus said, I don't have money, son. <laughs> but you are God. He says, no. I don't use money in heaven. Money is on earth. I said, what must I do? He said, call for money. I said, Lord, call. I don't know. I've never. He said, yeah, let me show you. Do this. I did it. And then he said, no, don't end there. Put time to it. I put time. I said, I, said, I claim money. God said, no, it don't work if you claim money. There, there, there's a lot of money in the world. There's a lot of currency in the world, boy. There's pounds. There's dollars. There's rands. There's naira. So I, I wouldn't know. So I said, okay, Lord, 
I put a number. I put a number to it. He said, put currency. I put a currency to it. Because I live in South Africa, I use South African currency. And until I changed in 2019, when I stopped thinking in rents and started thinking what the standard, the standard currency of the world. I don't think in rents. That's why when something is, is 15,000, somebody will say, who is expensive? But that thing is only $1,000. What's a, th a thousand dollars and fifteen thousand rands? What is more? <laughs> In the mind. The mind registers the fifteen thousand as more. The thousand dollars now is affordable. Two hundred thousand to twelve thousand dollars. What is more? Two hundred thousand rands, right? In the mind. But if it's twelve thousand dollars, it's no more as expensive as you thought. Why? Because of the relativity of what? Anyways, this is a story for another day. I said, Lord, yes, I claim 10,000 by, well, well, it was October, by the 29th. So because that was my first time ever, boy, I was waiting for the 29th. I was, and I think God helped me because I waited so much until I forgot. I forgot. I did what? I forgot about it. On the 29th, when the money came in, I remembered, oh, 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 Jesus. Oh, I remembered. So I knew the key then was to say it and forget it. Say it and forget it. I knew that was the key. So I started training my mind. After I have made my claims, I forget. It's natural now. After I made my claims, I forget. And I, I, I don't forget in the sense that it, it runs, it's out of my, you know? No. In the sense where it's not at the top of my thinking. Because when you forget it, that means it's, you, 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 you consider it what? Done. So I did that for about eight months. Said, "No, Lord, ten thousand is still little. I need fourteen. The, the the limitation is not set by God; it's by your faith." I said, "Fourteen, fourteen, okay." So I knew what I needed to do. I need to build my faith some more. Fourteen, okay, yeah, fourteen. Boom, I did fourteen. I moved from fourteen. I said, "No, no, 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 fourteen. Uh, no, I think eighteen." Then my wife lost her job. I said, what she was ending, edit. And then toward the end of last year, I said, Lord, I told someone, I told someone, I said, I'm going to do this. Because it was now at about 29.35, right? 29.35. And remember, I ran a church with how many people? Less than 100. Right? So the money can come from here alone. Because out of 100, only probably maybe for, uh, uh, maybe 40% work. And out of that 40%, only about 20% are faithful. So naturally, you need to make your expectations in line with what you've got. <laughs> remember, remember, just remember, I'm telling you, crap. Right? 
And then I said, I said to someone, this is what I'm going to do. Because I feel where I am now in my faith, I can get 50,000 a month from the Lord. And I said, I, need, I only need to do that for, for two months before I move to 80. So I did it in January. I said, Lord, 50,000. Nothing changed in what I said. Nothing changed in how I prayed. The only thing that changed was my faith. But the words were still the same. The way it was said, it was still the same. Nothing changed. The only thing that changed was faith. And then I said, Lord, 50,000. 50,000. And I said, Lord, 50,000 this month. 50,000. And this month I said, okay, Lord. Now we are ready. I said, now, Lord, I'm moving into six numbers. 100,000 every month. Do you think I will not earn it? I will. I've been, that's what I've been doing by faith for the last seven years. When, when, when pastors want to have more money, you know what they try to create? Church growing programs. Yeah, because I'm trying to show you that I don't depend on you. I truly don't. I don't. All, you know, all I do is what I just told you now. That's all. As long as I'm doing what's right, my work, seeking the kingdom, my mind is in kingdom, I know. I don't have to twist and turn, oh God, oh God, oh God. God would need to rob a bank. For me, he would need to rob a bank. Listen, even if all the money in the world depleted, God would need to go find money in another planet. The foolish... The foolish? That's why I work like I work. That's why I do the things that I do for God. Is what? Yes. And then there's another dimension. It's called the foolishness of grace. You know, you can, you, grace you buy. You know that? Grace you buy. You buy grace. Hallelujah. Sit down, sit down. It's still one. Wow, I thought it was like two. Sit down. Sit down. That's called the foolishness of. Now you play. You play. Let them sit. Of grace. You know how that works? You know how that works? You know how that works? Let's stick with the foolishness of faith. Let's leave grace one day. You get what I'm saying? Anything is norm, anything is. Anything is. Faith conquers anything that is worldly. Faith, it conquers 
It overcomes, it tames. Jesus said, be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Jesus first overcame it. All you do is that you enforce that reality. And you enforce that reality by your faith. The foolishness of faith. The foolishness of faith. The foolishness of faith. You know, preachers have developed things, excuses for why faith don't work. They say, no, you must make sure that you develop your faith. When did they get the time, those three, to develop their faith? Anias, where did he get the time to develop his faith? Where? What time? No. You, do you develop God's, God's words? No, you don't develop. Faith comes by hearing. As God's words come, faith comes. That's it. That means a man who has never known anything about healing can hear God's word and at that moment receive. Foolishness of you see, the same faith, Chris, that works for healing is the same faith that works for provision, is the same faith that works for provi uh, 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 protection. The same faith is the same. There's no different faith. It's the same. It's the same faith. And this is how God has chosen to debase the things of the world. That's why the Bible says the just shall live by faith the just shall live by faith it says by faith they receive promises they extrapolated they made God promise them something they made they made their faith made God promise them imagine God promised Abraham the whole world and the whole world with every generation in it this is still Abraham's land Think about it. The foolishness of faith. That means for you to operate the faith of God, you must be foolish. You must be stupid. I don't know how many people, you know, there are pastors now who are running churches. When I, when I share these things with them, they laugh at me, mock me. Today, they are wondering how is it possible Because now, what they thought was the thing is not working. No. Think, you see, here's the thing with the word of God. You need to stay with it. The word of God needs you to stay with it. Needs you to stay with it through the bends of life. Remember, you, you, the word will take you through bends. And it needs you. Some of you, you know what you do? When the word of God says, now we are going into suffering. You say, hey, yeah, 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 bon. I'm taking a break. When the word of God says, no, we are going into lex season. Oh, yo, yo, yo. Zagbon. And yes, we happy? Yes, we happy? Yes, we happy? Yes, we happy? No, what I was. We are. Now, what you like? We happy? You go where? You go back to the world. Hey, like Zagbon. So you are trying to use what? The world. And what is that doing? It's antagonizing against the word. So the word says, stay here, boy. I'm bring. this is where you are, girl. This is where you, this is where you must be. 
No, 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 no. So you your phone about show me. You shop your phone about bra, bra, please. Johnny, I'm pulling, please. Get a one man and get a one by this date. What have you done? You have forfeited everything. Why? You have chosen the foolish. Here's what I do, boy. Let me show you what I do. See, I'm showing you what I do. This is what I do. Here's what I do. If I don't have food, I don't have, no, no, not, not that I don't have. When I didn't have food, I didn't have necessities. You know, you know there are necessities, right? But cologne, it's a necessity. If you don't see cologne as a necessity, I don't know. You know what I do? At first, at first, I'd fret. I'd be like, oh, God almighty. Oh, God Almighty. Oh, God Almighty. You're not doing anything. Oh, God Almighty. Oh, God Almighty. And then I learned what I learned, right? I learned what I learned. I said, oh, all right. I heard one man of God say this. See, I learned. You see, me, I learned from life. I learned from people. In life, if you don't have a teachable spirit, you'll never go anywhere. A man of God said that the, how the word of knowledge started working in his life, right? He said he was preaching. He was preaching in a crusade. He said, then somebody came. You know, one of uh, the folks that was sitting, he came to him and he said, there's a woman here uh, who has uh, ulcers. Right? And then the guy left. And then he said, I, I, I wanted to shut it down. And then I just repeated what he said. There's a woman here who has ulcers. He said, after he said that, the word of knowledge, the gift came on him, and he started operating in the word of knowledge ever since. He's being open. Teacher, anyways. So, the guy, the man of God said, they didn't have rent to pay. They were behind in their rent, and their landlord that day wanted money. And then he said, it's a striking, a striking Statement. He says, I don't know too much to worry. Hey, 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 hey. I remember that that day I was sitting on, I was sitting, I was sitting on, on, on the, on the bed. Nah? When I heard that, I, I said, I said, hey, I rewind that. I don't know too much to worry. He said, here's what I did. You know what he did? You know what he did? He said, they were in a room with, with some of his associates. They were like trying, hey, what, what are we going to do? Hey, what, how are we going to pay this thing? How are we going to pay this thing? He said, you know what I was doing? I was lying on the couch. And they were saying, why are you so calm? And he said, I told them, I don't know enough to worry. And they wondered, what do you mean? The landlord is coming. He wants man. 15 minutes before the landlord comes. He said he was sitting in that posture. 15 minutes before the landlord came. Fifteen, how many minutes? One five. 15 minutes before the landlord came. They were going to lose that place. 15 minutes before the, the landlord came, a woman just came. He said, no, the Lord sent me here. He told me I must give you this. It was exact amount that they needed to pay. When the landlord came, when they gave the landlord uh, that man, the spirit of God said, you will never again be behind in rent. He said, even till today, they pay rent a year ahead. So I said, whoa, that's how it, it works in the kingdom. Okay. 
Every time I don't have what I want or I need, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lie down on my couch. I'm going to lie down on my bed. And I'm going to bless God. Amen. I lie down and say, Lord, I thank you. You know, you take care of me. You, you know, your love. All those things. Lord, thanks. And I just relax. 9.9 .9 times out of 10, God has always come through. I was telling someone, I think I was telling, I was telling, I said, if God has not taken me through the bends of life, he has not taken me through, I would not as be as generous as I am. Gen that generosity comes from a dimension that God has brought me into. It's life. And it's not because I'm a pastor. No, I had to learn some of these things. The foolishness of Masip. What people call Masip is treasure. Is, is treasure. That's how. What other reason can you give for where we are in life? No, it's God. And it's understanding how to operate in faith. Keep, keep esteeming your work. Keep, keep doing that. See, you are fortunate. If you still have a job now, you are fortunate. Use that job, use that job as as a, as, a, as, a, as a training ground. Because at least you've got, if your faith fails, at least you've got something. Start building your faith to dimension where you, you, you live. You know, I'm a billionaire. A B, what? A billionaire. A Christian billionaire. Once every, once every week, he goes into a billionaire. He goes into the desert. I mean the forest. In his area where he lives, with nothing but his Bible, a flask of water, and he spends 12 hours, 12 hours, just to call on God, meditate on the Bible. When they ask him, how did you build your business to such a large conglomerate? You know what the guy said? It shocked me. You know what the guy said? He said, he said by myself, I could not have done this. The only reason why I could do this is because every time I go there to pray, he says, I am broken before God. Problem here in Nazgakul. Nazgakul. Bloated. With worldly rubbish. You are bloated. So even when God brings to you the simplicity of faith, you are like, ay, ay, No, I can do it by myself. All right. And you know, God is a gentle man. God is a what? And there's one law of God you must always remember. His spirit will not always strive with man. He warns you twice, cautions you twice. Third time is the last. You know it. Third time is the last time. God does not speak about one thing more than three times. Never. Never. He does not, if, if, if there's something that offends him with you, he'll tell you once, he'll tell you twice. The third time, mm. never. So take advantage of the whisperings, the leadings, the nudgings, the guidances of the Spirit of God.
See what I taught you now today. Is give me a sip. But you will walk out of here and still try your worldly ways. You will fail. Trust me, you will fail. You know, I look at some of you, I know, and I know one day you'll come back in life. You, you'll come to your senses. Now you are still drunk with Babylon wine. One day you'll drink the holy juice. And then maybe you'll come, you'll come all right. It is through the foolishness of not the eloquence of let me tell you one last story stand up now we're going to pray you know Paul said something striking he said if there's anyone to take glory from who you have become. It is me and not they who suppose themselves to be prophets or apostles. Why? Because something was happening in, uh, in Corinth where false prophets, had, I mean apostles had entered in and they started to take credit for what Paul had done in that place. That's why if you read 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, they are two different, very emotionally uh, 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 contrasted. Uh, in, that, in that one, you see, you see the true ministry of a, of a pastor. You see the true heart of the shepherd of Jesus Christ. So, okay, I'm only sharing this because uh, Mike has entered a new chapter of life, right? But I remember in 20, 2015, 2015, when this boy came to Mamelodi, I remember we had we fetched him. I remember I fetched him with Paphras. In the morning, we came late to church. We collected him. And then he came to church here for the first time. Now, at that time, he had been at a church for a church probably 150 times bigger than this in terms of ministry capacity, right? For how many years? Seven, six, seven years. So that's uh, four years. Five years, yeah. So for five years, He'd been in that ministry. Five? And this is your fifth year here, ne? Seventh. Seventh year. He came and then he slept at my place. That night, before the Monday, before he went back home, he woke up at three o'clock. Woke up at 3 o'clock. From 3 until half past 6. When I woke up, I found him on his knees. He was praying. So when I woke up, I asked him, why were you praying? He said, I could not sleep. And then he said, he asked me one thing. He said, man of God, please lay your hands on me. I said, I was in my PJs. 
I just woken up. He said, man of God, please lay your hands on me. I laid my hands on him. I prayed over him. It wasn't a long prayer. Just laid my hands on him and I prayed over him. At that point in his life, you, 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 in terms of uh, 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 measurements, you were, he was between 10, if 10 is high in life, 0 is low in life, he was probably nearing maybe minus 1 in terms of life, where he was in life. Minus, he said, man of God, lay your hands on me. I laid hands on him. I said a blessing over him. Right? He leaves that day. He goes back to Northwest. I'm, yesterday I come from Northwest, my God. <laughs> yeah. I, I, after yesterday, I developed a new level of respect. I come from Northwest. I was finished. After I came, I was finished. You know, you know when a man is finished? I was finished. And now this is a journey he's been taking for the last seven years. From, Mam from how many churches between Mamelodi and Northwest? How many churches? Between Mamelodi and Northwest, how many churches? Yeah? Probably a lot, right? And there are others that are better than this between here and there probably many of them that are better than this right but there's one thing those churches don't have that here we got you, you know what it is a whip for the devil a whip. remember the devil remains with you for the rest of your life until you meet Jesus and if you don't have a whip for him a strategy for him <laughs> he'll always finish you he leaves right goes back to northwest when, when he goes back to northwest that day he tells me no uh, man of God please welcome me as a brethren of the ministry he goes he tells the pastor where he's at and there he was playing drums right now you just you came from a church you went to a church you're still a zero Right? You come to this church, you are still a... You are still a... So, what hope should a person have in churches? I mean, after going through two churches, and then you had substantial positions of responsibility in the churches, what hope should you have? Oh, he said, he said no, welcome me. I said, no, you're welcome, it's fine. When he said that, God said to me, mentor him, raise him. I said, okay, I'll do it. And then I told him one day, I said, stay with me. I said, stay. The decision you have made, he says, I said to him, stay with me. He says, where others have left you, you will find them and pass them. Stay. What, what was I going to give him? Bread and milk. Yeah? Sugar cane. Oh, what was I going to give him? No, it was called grace. 
is called grace. I stay, stay here. Throughout those years, I've given him masipa of instruction. Rubbish instructions. What? Rods, staffs, rubbish. Right? When he came, he said to me, my greatest desire is to marry men of God. I told him why he's not married. I told him the, the entire reason why he's not married at this age, what is happening, why if he does not do what I will tell him, you will never marry. It was a desire, but an unmanifesting one. I said, do this. He did it. Today is married. Yeah. Why? Because he chose to? No. It's not because he chose to. Or because he wanted to. How many of you want to get married by time? You are not married. You can't get married. It's not, it's not about wanting. It's about understanding the spirituality of life. You see, when, once you understand how life works, once you understand how life works, once you, you truly, once you truly get, even if you don't get everything, but once you understand how this thing called life works, there's nothing Satan or any devil in hell that can hinder the progress and prosperity, provision, the life, the dealings, the purposes, the plans of God from coming to pass into your life. See, one of the reasons why God's plans in your life seem to be delayed is because you don't know how life works. You think life works the way you think. Life don't work the way you think. Life don't work the way you think. The Bible says, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, if it had not been for who? The Lord. If it had not been for who? The Lord. Who was on our side. Since we would have been like other nations. If it had not been for the Lord. So that means the, the guarantee of victory in your life. The first guarantee of victory is who? What? Is the Lord on your side. And the Lord is not always on your side. The Lord is not always on your side. But if it had not been for the Lord who was on our side. That's, that's all you need in life. The Lord who was on our side. How do you know the Lord is on your side? Let's take a guess. Let's take wild, wild guesses before we pray now. How do you know that no, the Lord is on my side? How do you know? Just, it's a guess. Just take a guess. How do you know? Favor. Yeah. What else? How do you know if the Lord is on your side? Peace. Yeah. Obedience. Joy. Yeah. Yeah. Trial. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. Just take a wild guess, all right? 
Because probably all the answers are wrong, so you won't be alone in that boat. How do you know? Persecution, yeah? How do you know the Lord is on your side? Still alive, yeah? Yeah, that's a nice one. <laughs> Prosperity, yeah? Yep. The zeal of the Lord, yeah? Oh, okay. How do you know? Prophecy, yeah? Come think. The presence of the Lord, yeah? Faith, yeah? Having the Holy Ghost, yeah? You got it. If you want to know that the Lord is on your side, it, it is shown by the presence of a ministry gift. See, once you understand that, you see, if you can understand that in your life, if you can understand, a ministry gift, not a person, a what? So, I'm, I'm ministering to you like this, right? I'm a ministry gift. Even though I am a person. You understand? But in this capacity, I am a... And is that thing... Is that thing that makes the whole difference in your life? Could Israel have won without Moses? That means every Joshua needs a who? They are dead, for instance. How did the disciples know that Jesus was for them and with them? How did they know? There's a reason why you need ministry gift. You can't lead yourself. Sheep are not supposed to lead themselves. Sheep needs shepherds. Sheep needs shepherds. Sheep needs shepherds. If you have a personal relationship with a ministry gift, your life is guaranteed. Your I'm not saying what a person. I'm saying what a ministry gift. Your life is guaranteed. It is what? It is, oh my God. You know, Paul said this to the church in Acts. He said, see that you watch over the flock of God of which the Holy Ghost has made you overseer. That means the man there is standing, right? The man is standing. But he's not standing on his own authority. He says the Holy Ghost, there's a spirit that has made him an overseer over the people of God. He says, that is what makes a difference in a life. That is what makes a difference in a life. If you have that and embrace that and live by that, oh, in life, in life, there is no devil, there is no hindrance that you will not be able to overcome. 
Who fights battles for his sheep? Did the sheep, did the sheep that got, uh, 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 was, was taken by a lion and a bear from uh, David's flock uh, defend itself? Who defended it? From the lion? From the bear? Who defended it? See, when you find a man who's willing to risk his life for you, a man, a gift, who is willing to risk their life for you, you have found gold. You have found gold. Gold. Because some are not shepherds, some they are hirelings. When they see wolves, they'll run away. They'll leave you. When wolves start entering the flock, you find them, they'll be like, bye-bye. Hirelings. They, they, Jesus said, they're hirelings, they're not shepherds. He said, but the shepherd does what? He lays down his life for his sheep. That's what a shepherd does. He sacrifices his life for the sheep. Yeah. And he said, every sheep in the flock needs that one. And remember, the great shepherd is Jesus. The great shepherd is Jesus. All we are is under studies, is under shepherds. The senior shepherd is Jesus. So that grace flows from shepherd to shepherd to sheep. And that's what you, that really, in life, that's what you need. If, if, a, if, if a man of God said prosper, you prosper, it's done. According to God, it is done. For instance, right? For instance, Noah, did, Noah, did God tell Noah to curse Canaan? But did the curse work? Yes. So God put in a, a stamp of authorization on it. So the curse went through. Yes. Even though God didn't say it. Yes. Why? He was in authority. Get there in life and develop faith from that. You make it in life. You make it in life. Remember, God does not operate according to what me and you think. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. The foolishness of faith is what will bring you into God's best for your life. Let's all lift up our hands and thank the Lord for his grace, for his word, for giving us of his spirit, for allowing us to have what we have in terms of his gifts, his presence, the knowledge, the equipping of the spirit of God, the power of the Lord, God Almighty, presenting itself in our lives. Thank the Lord. Come on, thank the Lord right now. Thank the Lord. Realize that if it had not been for the Lord and His grace upon your life, you would not be where you are today. You are where you are because the Lord willed it. And the Lord stretched forth His hand over your life. Thank the Lord. Tell Him, Lord, we don't thank you enough. We don't appreciate you enough. We don't show our gratitude enough to you. But take this moment to give the Lord a gratitude praise, a thanksgiving praise. Lift up your hands, open your mouths, and let the fruit of your lips declare praises unto him. Oh, thank you, Jehovah. Thank you, Jehovah. There are things in my life that should not have been, but they are because of you. And I give you thanks, dear Jesus, that you have chosen 
the things that are foolish yes oh god to shame the wise the base things the despised things to shame the things that are oh my god i give you praise that you are bringing to nothing by using the things that are not glory to god the things that are praise him praise him through the foolishness of faith i now understand how you have desire to lift me it is not by might it is not by power not by the equipping and resources of man but it is by your spirit dear lord oh pray pray let everybody in this place pray shalamanto give the lord the sacrifice of your praise give the lord the sacrifice of your praise the lord debo shata he is good in your life mashibaladai he has silenced the mouth of lions yes yes for your sake mashaprate oh hallelujah hallelujah say thank you lord for the foolishness of god which is greater than the wisdom of man i thank you dear father for using the foolishness of the things of god to debase and shame the things in my life that are i embrace the foolishness of god i embrace the wisdom of god i embrace the weakness of god i embrace the strength of god i choose this day to operate on the spectrum of what man calls foolishness of what man calls weakness of what man calls debase of what man calls nothing of what man calls empty i choose this day the foolishness of faith i choose the foolishness of faith i choose the foolishness of faith hallelujah that's what life is all about in 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 the in the spirit in the spirit the more you try the more you fail because the kingdom does not operate on trying in the kingdom he says whatever he tells you to do do that's faith that's the foolishness of faith how can you act on god's word how can you act on a prophetic how can you act you act because you are foolish that's how you act because you are foolish and it will never make sense to the man who operates the natural mind to the man who operates the carnal mind it will never make sense father we bless you we bless you we bless you thank you i hear the spirit of god saying fear not and let go of timidity for i have shown and told you in a vision by night and in the speakings of the night 
But you thought you heard your mind. Or you made it up. No. Value the ministry of my spirit. Embrace it. And be bold to step out into territories that the Spirit of God leads you into. If it's the wilderness, step out. If it's on the waters, step out. Wherever it is, the Spirit of God leads you. Step out boldly. When I tell you to say this, or when I tell you to do this, ask not, do. Think not, do. Question not, do. For there shall be great glory that follow such actions of obedience. You have been crying for manifestation, manifestation, but I say to you, action, action, says the Spirit of God. Action, action, says the Spirit of God. That is what will bring the manifestation. You see, you may have a gift of the word of knowledge, but until it is expressed, it will not be manifest. So manifestation will also always follow action. And we need to step out more. Step out more into what the Spirit of God is leading us into. Launch out. Launch out. The miracle is on the other side of boldness. Is on the other side of confident action. Launch out. Launch out. You'll be hearing me speak and you keep telling me, Lord, speak again, speak again. No. No. Because if, if, if after hearing me once, you don't have faith, after hearing me a hundred times, will not make faith. Action, action will bring manifestation, manifestation. Hallelujah. Father, thank you. Mashilo drete salande, ganeno kutre mele galache da aiveje de glenjen supra danjig lehetra achte. Presaidna akreve minestrita neklongele setra dabda groje de deglebda ashkala sutra patai. Yeah. See what has been your greatest hindrance? The lack of action. Because you think, ah, oh, what if I fail? What if no? Nothing God commissions ever fails. Hallelujah. Praise God. Glory to God. So you learn something, right? The foolishness of remember what I was telling you, kid? Yeah. Praise the Lord. To your natural man, right? Hallelujah. So, um, this is what we're going to do, all right? We'll start having midweek services, okay? But, but we'll have them online. Okay, we'll have them live online, all right? 
so um, from not this week next week okay from next week Wednesday and Friday Tuesday and Friday okay Friday will have prayer okay Tuesday will have midweek service and then Sunday will have uh, church service okay so we back on it uh, from next weekend all right next weekend we'll 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 then I'll remind you next uh, next weekend and then uh, I got a beautiful announcement to make sit down Mike stand up Nomsa stand up so uh, since you guys heard that uh, we were uh, expecting some good news soon so the good news have come and we want to ah uh, wow we want to no this one i must not say it myself mike must come say it himself <laughs> remember the first time he told us now he must consummate right what he said how many years was it nomsa what what mike was promising us Mm. Three years ago. <laughs> Three years ago. So come, so come and tell us, man. Come, come and tell us the good news. Come and tell the Church of God the good news. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm, mm. Even the hallelujah is different. Sounds like a man. Uh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. People put rings, you know. So, before you put the ring, you need the real ring, you know. Uh, so, if you don't see a ring, don't think. I've left a certain class. <laughs> Praise the Lord. No, brother, I, I would like to take uh, this opportunity and first and foremost thank the Lord and um, the way the Lord operates his systems, the prophet of God and the house of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Uh, as Pastor briefly mentioned, uh, I, I, I come a long way, so I will just streamline uh, because life, <laughs> life, life has streams. So in the stream of uh, marriage, it has been a struggle. So when I met the man of God, I didn't know that the happenings in the physical take a root from the spiritual realm. Hallelujah. So when I met Pastor, he told me that Jesus told Jesus told him. So firstly, I I used to wonder, but Jesus, why aren't you talking to me? Because I'm also your child, but not 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 in terms of jealousy or. But it never happened to me that <laughs> we've got Moses, we've got Joshua, and we've got Israel. So when the Lord wants to do something with Israel, He doesn't go to Israel. He comes to Moses. Then Moses just gives instructions without telling why. 
So that always had, it didn't sit well with me, but not that I had a problem with him. In terms of wanting to hear, also to hear God, you know, growth. So, Pastor told me that Jesus told him about me. Hey, that, I, I got excited. Oh, Jesus knows me. I need the kingdom. You know that thing that Jesus who is in the heavens can tell a man of God about you, which means Jesus has, has your things. He can just release them like that. But there's a way that Jesus, he'll have to check your heart and go through the winds and thorns, you know, just to check if, you know. So, pastor told me that uh, I've got something that I have to deal with. And if that thing won't be dealt with, I'll remain unmarried. So, in, in the past ministry, it was not picked up. You see, so I came here and the grace of God located me and pastor told me what to do. Hallelujah. So, um, past in the, is it 20, yeah, three years ago, Yes, um, I, I, when Pastor got married, hallelujah, in Deben, so I proposed mm, to mm, mm. the then Nomsa, who's now my lovely mm. wedded wife. Yeah. Yeah. Today is for the first time calling somebody my wife. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's for the first time. Yes. My gosh. Uh, Brother Gosana's daughter is confirming. That cry is a confirmation. Yeah. Hallelujah. She's witnessing. <laughs> Hallelujah. <Yes. laughs> it's for the first time I call someone my wife. And the way the, the way this thing was it's it's a but I wanna cut it short. It was uh, also bloodline matters from the mother's side. All that will come from her womb were not supposed to get married. And this thing Pastor discovered when initially I brought my mother to, to be prayed for. So we thought it's just gonna come to church. Mother prayed for, but pastor picked up a, a certain things of the altars that all in that family, uh, whoever made the spell or the powers that made the spells vowed that all the kids of this mother won't get married. So no matter what I could have done in life, I was going to be an old madala without a wife. So, a power was subdued. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And yesterday, uh, uh, the Lord was, uh, I didn't expect what happened yesterday. I'm sure, um, because it was Lobola and sending the elders to, to get the Makoti. But when <laughs> HST brethren, <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, when you've got parents, you know, parents are parents. So we initially we sat down 
you know, say, ah, no, it's a, it's a private closed matter. And yeah. so we don't want a lot of, yeah. you know, my parents are those people that, hey, you don't want to, you know, just. So initially it, it was like that. Ne? So after we agreed at home, I, I came to see the man of God. <laughs> so uh, then I asked to see the man of God and, and, and his wife. So pastor said, mm, can't we take it? Just tweak it a little bit. Yeah. So I personally do not have a problem. Yeah. The issue was now going to, because we're dealing with authorities here. Yeah. And I'm in the middle. Yeah. You see? Yeah. But now which one will you bend to? Yeah. So the thorns will come to me. Yeah. So I, 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 I went back, but I, I wisdom so. Oh, but why don't, you know, this and that? Yeah, yeah you know? And I know Pastor knew, but he wouldn't tell me that he knows that what transpired in our meeting with the parents. Because with the man of God, when you come to him, anything is already laid. What you are doing is just an outplay of the realm of the spirit. <laughs> you see? So that, that, that what, that's what happened. So initially, as we went uh, back and forth, weeks going by, then then I said to them, yeah, if, uh, the, 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 you know Kamahadi, like traditional, yeah. nobody must be there. Like normally people will say, but why church folks interfering? Why? Because these two families, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But only because people, uh, like parents, elderly people, will not, won't understand that whether it's two families, but now, Pastor, I remember pastor telling me, uh, it's, it's, it's bloodlines. When you, when, you, when you wed somebody, two bloodlines are coming together. It's, it's the things of bloodlines. So you need a higher power to clear some things that you, they are not revealed to you. Hallelujah. So praise the Lord, the man of God intervened as Moses, lifted up the hands. Then I saw my things going, uh, 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 firstly, they didn't go well. Hey, it, 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 firstly, it was... Oh my God. And uh, what happened that I, I initially left church. So what, uh, you know, I, I stood a month not coming to church, you know, and it was like, okay, church one, it was a great ministry. Church two, I left. And the one that I, I thought, oh Lord, this is the thing. Only to find that those were other things that uh, uh, in me, like if, if something does not work for me, I just don't want to hear anything. I just, and I think it was also a, a, a revelation. So what if, if I went forward with that state of condition? So the, the Lord had to deal with some things with me. And pastor, when I consulted pastor, after a month, we, 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 met, we, we sat down at mom's feet house and he told me he said as I was praying this is what the Lord said if 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 you continue with your decision this is what's gonna happen so I will take this opportunity to tell you what what could have happened number one there was gonna be a death in the family now you can know uh, uh, some of the brethren I asked them to pray with me there was going to be a death in the family. Number two, 
Even she doesn't know. Maybe she's shocked. I didn't tell her. There was going to be a death in the family. So what was happening? The, all the ministry activities that I engaged in with pastor all along. Those forces, because I've been under the government or, or the protection of a problem, I was going to be exposed. Because when you engage in such activities, it means you are waging war against other forces. So pastor told me, there's going to be a death in the family because pastor said, uh, I've been praying and Jesus told him, stop praying because he has decided his own fate. And in that month, the, 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 the thoughts that I went through, oh, I, I don't have a way to explain to you. All the ill thoughts about the man of God, like I start seeing him opposite of, of how I saw him. Opposite. No, he's like others. Thoughts. So that was revealed to him because he's a man of God. So there was going to be a death in the family and number two, I was going to lose my job. Now can I tell you something? Currently as I'm talking at work, there's commotion. Oh, you understand? There is, there, 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 there's huge commotion. And my mother started getting worse uh, November last year. When we when, when we were planning to, to, to start negotiation issues again, she started getting worse. The time started swelling. So in my mind, I went back because Pastor said it to me that day after the meeting. I went back, I saw, oh, it's a, so two things were there. Work, he said it's gonna be work related. And it started in January 2022. Oh. The mother is uh, sick, suddenly. She was fine. The tummy started swelling in a day. She was like pregnant, lost strength. They, they saw her yesterday, but she was not like that. And then the third one was going to be a financial attack because you've lost the job, you don't know faith. So all the, the, all the root cause was that I have departed from the way that the Lord set me in, which I didn't choose for myself. He chose it for me. That was what's going to happen. Praise the Lord. So, by God's grace, hearken to, ye oh, yes. And the other one was the disease. When I was young, I had a, a, like, a disease. I would like itch from bottom of my feet all over the body. Or if if I bath with lukewarm water, my whole body would be itchy. I would scratch myself using stones or leaves. And that's what pastor saw. That's a, that's a, that's a disease I had like maybe I was five, six back then. But the man could, 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 could recall. Then he, he said to me, uh, 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 Jesus would allow the enemy to revive that old, um, so brethren, like in, in me giving the, this testimony, uh, when, when, when the Lord begins to, uh, for, for, when, when there's a progression in your life, uh, yes, be excited, but also be conscious that it's also an attraction of the enemy. So when you go up, remember that the enemy 
would seek. So with me, what he did, the, he could see that all strategies are closed. So the only way is to create an environment where it will allow God now to judge me. Yes, I'm his child, but not because I disobeyed one of the fivefold, which is authorized by himself. So all a protection. No name of Jesus will help me. Probably no other minister will help me. They will not be able to pick the one. But why is this, this uh, life of this brother like this? I would have been in another church and then things are not working. Then I would blame again the minister. Only to find that. And, and pastor shared with his life. You remember what you were sharing about uh, uh, um, how, how about the womb. Preparing you to, to be the, the womb of the spirit. That when something happened in the church, Jesus asked him, go back to uh, apologize. So I was going to go like that, you know, having not apologized. Because in my mind, I was wronged of what happened. You see? And then, um, pastor was praying, praying, praying. Then he, he, he gave me a last uh, message. Say, if you don't come back, I won't communicate communicate to you ever again. Then, the day that I read, I read, it was a WhatsApp message, I was at work. The day I read that message, everything from, from top to the bottom, I shivered. You know that fear, that adrenaline. And I already told them at home that, hey, I'm, me, I'm done with this, this Christianity. I'm, I'm, I would see what I would do. Just sit and just you know, I've told the father, the mother. You know, you know how mothers are like, ah, the church, these churches. So I had now revived the old, ooh, brethren, the old whip of five years ago before I came here. So it's now it's double. So there's animals pulling all, oh, he, will, he, will, he will create a scenario that you, you yourself would think, how on earth did this come about? So with me is that let, let's, let's make him go against the ordinances of the kingdom. Falter an authority in the kingdom and go all over the world and, and see if your life, how your life will turn around. I'm sure it's, it's for the first time because that's what pastor communicated to me. I kept it to myself. I didn't know when I'm going to share it, but I said, no, uh, this is the, t the good time to share. I never tell, told uh, the, the brothers here. <laughs> I, I didn't show it to anyone. It was with me. Because when those things will start to be happening, then I, it was me who was going to know, oh, and it was by then, it will be late. And pastor, you know, all the prophecies, he, if he puts a prophecy on that grayish screen on his iPad, then you must know it's coming to pass. If of, if of because he, he put that prophecy on the same journal that he puts those off that have happened, you know, about Trump, all the, uh, what America, all the prophecies, he journals them there. That one, he puts it there. Mike from Jesus, this is what's going to happen if you don't come back to the house of God. 
Hallelujah. So I came to the house of God, but I was still. So if anything happens, so, so it's because of that. So I, now, before, before I could heal, I was a bit skeptical, not, not coming to church. But if anything, even in life, that was going to happen, I would be connecting it to the three incidents. So it was now not faith, but fear. I was not at ease, you see. So I gradually healed, and because uh, 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 when and also when when we start to uh, put the things in table again to negotiate for for the lobala, fear gripped me. Remember, the enemy attacked, went, and that's what happened. When we we when we asked the man of God that we would like to proceed with the, the lobala negotiations, my brother started getting sick. I started getting thoughts. I, I would be, I, I would sleep, ne? wake up, go bathing, and thoughts, you know what are thoughts? Heavy thoughts, heavy thoughts, would just, like a, like a well flowing. Thoughts about the ministry, thoughts about the man of God. Ne? But, and I was thinking myself, where are these thoughts coming from? But I, 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 I continued, I continued coming to, to church, continued coming to church, and I was just praying, Lord, if, if, if can, this, this cup, <laughs> this cup, <laughs> if this cup can pass, but you know, <laughs> and uh, you know, even Abu Mamvi and Mambiu, they kept, you know, you know, you know sometimes when Mamvi calls, I started dodging her. I know what. Mamfi said, hey, Mike. I know, oh my God. <laughs> what now? <laughs> I'm sure she picked it up. I started, hey, SNS, hey, wait. I don't want to go there. <laughs> I know I'm here, another vision. <laughs> I won't be waiting. <laughs> I'm, st I'm still healing. <laughs> So, <laughs> in the visions they shared with me, I began to develop um, strategies of, oh, okay, this is a warning. So, this is how you can deal with it, you know, and so forth, and so forth. And up until uh, uh, things started starting to line up, line up, line up. And praise the Lord, yesterday, it was a marvel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, which means the enemy saw what's gonna, what's gonna come. Probably what happened yesterday, it could, it could, it could have gone into another uh, direction. So, sometimes uh, obedience is, you know, it's not, it's not nice, it's thorny, but child of God, pull yourself, obey. I know we've, we've, we, are, we have got different thorns in our lives that uh, the Lord gives to us. So in that thorny place, just endure, pray, uh, stay in the word of God, come to church. Any thoughts that tells you don't go to the house of the Lord, uh, just uh, press on and come to the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. So I am here to say, man of God, thank you so much. 
an entourage came to Northwest <laughs> with the Black Beast. Hallelujah. Yeah. So the saints, Mamuruti, uh, Abu Mamvi, they were titivating uh, the woman. <laughs> My wife, um, woo, let me say it again. My wife, hallelujah. Hey, I didn't know that he's a DJ too. Hey. Uh, you know, when, when you organize such things, I, I organized uh, some guy from birthday, but I was introduced to by my brother, so I didn't know. He was playing crap. <laughs> he was playing rubbish. Until anointing came in. Yeah. And so, people like uh, Brother Chris, hey, they were dancing. Hey. <laughs> Praise the Lord. It was just awesome. We, we had a, a wonderful time. Uh, uh, the elders from my family side, they, they fetched Makoti and when she arrived, oh, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. I think we'll share some of the videos on the, on the, on the, on the, on the Holy Spirit Tabernacle group. It was beautiful. Pastor, I didn't ask him because uh, I thought to myself, I just use my phones, you know, phones too. But the man of God, I think it is personal hobby and, and profession that he has cultivated to be a photographer. He did that without, he didn't ask me, I didn't ask him because uh, that, that for, to me that's a ministry equipment. But he came with it and he took the whole thing beautifully. Praise the Lord. So I want to express my gratitude to what I, even, uh, you know, <laughs> hey, Pastor, you know, <laughs> Wisdom. So, when the you know Kamahadi, when the elders come, so both of them must the others must go report to those that send them. So as my father was asking those he sent, well, okay, what happened? Uh, pastor was photographing, but I know his ears were listening. So pastor was like <laughs> taking photo pictures, but he was listening. <laughs> Wisdom. <laughs> If you don't know Pastor Eno, uh, he, he wraps up uh, like he was like nobody there that there was a prophet in their midst. Just wearing shorts, take his uh, amazaza. How do you know he's a prophet? You know, and yeah, he, 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 he did a beautiful job for me. And I know in the realm of the spirit he was interceding with a, 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 a prophetess, Lerato. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And I would like to thank <laughs> I like to <laughs> I like to thank uh, the brothers, the sisters, Abo, oh, sis J, sis J, sis J. Yes. Mambiu, uh, Mamvi for uh, helping uh, my wife to be beautiful. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. So of yeah, officially I am married. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, yeah. Even the father, pastor was listening to my father when he was saying, hey, my son, you've made us proud. You could see there's something 
Remember, it was part of things that caused the friction. That yes, yeah, you are in the things of God, yes, but this thing, this thing. But all the, the family didn't know that it's from the realm of the spirit. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, sir. Thank you, saints that came. I'm, I'm, I'm really uh, grateful. And yeah, praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. So stand up, stand here. So um, we'll bless them in a few weeks. Uh, let them sort out their legal stuff. But uh, we'll bless them. We'll have a ceremony here. We'll bless them. And uh, they can go live their lives. But we are very happy for you. Just as I'm, you know, always happy for all. You know, one thing I thank God that we do in this ministry is that we marry. I, I thank God for that, that we, we marry. We marry. And that's the right thing to do. You know, what, what, what other business do you have being with somebody who has no intentions of committing themselves to you? And we thank God that this is finally done and is a beginning of a new chapter for them and uh, more uh, when we bless you all right but congratulations guys we love you uh, they promised us again I, we didn't say that they promised that they're gonna have a celebration uh, because this one it was be between families so I just told them that you know what uh, get few folks to accompany you you know so that where you guys fellowship there is you know, that support and stuff. So that's what we did. Uh, it wasn't something big. Uh, don't be angry. You know, there are some people, they'll not hear everything that was said, nice that was said. They'll only remember one thing. So don't be sad, Hori, you didn't come. Be happy that it happened. Praise God. So uh, we'll bless them in a few weeks after they, they deal with their stuff. And then we also have a, a great announcement on the 27th, 27th? On the 27th of March, we are blessing the Mabuzas. We will have a ceremony here. Let them stand. People don't know. Stand up. So. So, uh, they married a few years ago customarily. But uh, they came to us and asked uh, for us to bless them and to help officiate their marriage uh, spiritually. So we're going to do that. Uh, so we're busy. We're busy. And uh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, the Bible says, he that finds a wife obtains. He buys favor from the Lord. And uh, we, we want to try and distribute this favor as much as possible. All right, so we're going to bless the Mabuzas on the 27th of March, all right? Yeah, and then we'll give more details on that uh, as the days approach. But uh, love you guys. Uh, don't worry. Uh, everybody that comes here that I say I marry them, ask them themselves. They go through heavy, 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 unbiased uh, sessions, hot sessions with me. So they don't stand here because they stand here on my approval. That no, it's fine. You can do it, right? Because I don't want to marry someone. Then the next day, but no when. So you have to give them. You have to give them the full scope. Or you, you, all these things. And and then So that's what we do. It's wisdom, right? It's not my wisdom. It's the wisdom of the Spirit of God. 
Because marriage is not a man-made thing. It's a God-made thing, right? So we'll bless them uh, in a few weeks' uh, time or a few months' time, whenever they decide, right? We'll, we'll do that and then uh, we'll have a great ceremony. So thank you for your te beautiful testimony, by the way. Lovely testimony. <laughs> Lovely testimony. <laughs> Testimonies are always great when they come from the horse's mouth. Right, yeah, wonderful testimony, great testimony. Uh, I can't bless you now. <laughs> I can only say congratulations now. Right? Yeah, but God bless you guys uh, to the next phase of your lives. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk more uh, and we'll do all the rest later on. So bless God, thank you. Just give them a round of applause. Congratulate them. Amen. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. See, there are things we don't say that are happening in the background. Like, you know, so even Puff, even Puff did his thing. Uh, he started, he started his thing. Amen. He started his thing. He's finishing now, now. So we got a streamline of, of marriages here. Amen. So we bless them. We are, I really thank the Lord for that. I really thank the Lord for it. It's a blessing for a church to, it's a, I'm telling you, it's a blessing. It's a great blessing because many churches, people are shagging left, right, and center. Uh, anyways, there's a story for another day. So we got that, right? Uh, bless the Lord. Let's all stand. Let's take our offerings and let's go home. Praise the Lord. Oh, Jesus, we love you. Just uh, lift up your offerings to the Lord and bless it and pray over it. Ask the Lord to receive it. Mm. Let everything that has worth praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise his name. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord, He's worthy, He's worthy. Yeah. Oh, let everything that is bread praise the Lord. Let everything that is bread praise the Lord. Let everything that is bread praise. Oh, praise the Lord. Lift us up a bit, Chris. Praise the Lord. Father, receive our offerings as we praise you. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord.
his kindness and his mercies. I praise the Lord for his goodness and his graces. And I praise the Lord for his good, his good, he's always been. Everything that has breath, praise the Lord. You understand that? Not when you're happy. Not because you are sad, you won't praise the Lord. He says, the fact that you have breath, he says, that breath is for the Lord's praise. That breath is for the Lord's praise. Let's lift up our hands. Praise the Lord. Oh, I praise the Lord. Oh, I praise the Lord because I have breath and He's worthy. I praise the Lord. I praise the Lord. is worthy. I praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, Jesus, we love you. Praise the Lord. Let everything that has breath, Jesus, we praise you. Praise the Lord. Everything that has breath, I praise the Lord. David said, I wake up seven times in the night to praise you. I will praise you. In the midnight, I will praise you. In the daylight, I will praise you. In the morning light, I will praise you. Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You can give, you can give. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sale trons in a brat of the Gushka diamond. Sele crons in a shake la pradans in a jivrehega. Sky mele combrade stemeni dega sufran sile gregada. Embres dogo dogo brada bali gege betoya. Scapratos in a keletrons a la brada da grada da gushka da bradina. Mantole prendila clanja la zafra sanja bradula ki suprata. Sanen in a stivre sanja bradom de gelecatros in a ship. Mantaski brados in a shamza de badai. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you. We love you. We adore you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Everybody in this place, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Just thank the Lord. All glory. All glory goes to him. None goes to us. All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank him for what he's still going to do. What he has done, what he's doing. Before we leave this place this afternoon, I want you to thank him. Thank him for his goodness and his graces, for showing you mercy and kindness. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We bless the Lord. Praise God. Amen. You know, I'll tell you this story, uh, short story. Many times when I come to church, in fact, the last two weeks, three weeks, when I come to church, I always tell myself, I tell myself that today I'm going to teach a short message, 45 minutes, and then we go home. I want to go chill. Every time I tell myself that. Every, for the last three weeks, I've been telling myself. Today, I told myself that. When I left the house, I was like, 45 minutes. We're back home. I didn't even close my sliding door. Because I told myself, in 45, you know, an hour to 45 minutes, I'll be, I'll be done. And then three, five hours later, I finish. Why I'm telling you this to know that every time we go beyond, it's not me. I don't plan it. I did not intend it. It happened. Amen. So stop saying, Pastor is keeping us till late. It's not me. Me, I'm with you. We are on the same WhatsApp group. No, me and you are we are on the same WhatsApp group. I want to go home as early as you do. But we end up remaining beyond the intended time. So stop saying, Pastor, or it's late. Or the Holy Ghost, or it's late. Because now we are at the same level. Alright? My wife is cooking a nice meal. But it's 2 o'clock and I'm still here. So it ain't me, it's whoever it is. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So just know that ne? If, if, it, if it were me, 30 minutes is enough. Yeah. Sometimes I, I come here and say, okay, I'll sing just one song. And it ends up being maybe, I don't know, 18 or something. Anyways, it's the Lord's house and we are to be glad when we come. In it, not sad or mad. Only dogs and pigs and devils come into the house of God mad and sad. But only the brethren.